It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Now you're listening to wrestling news that matters from people you want to hear it from. Deep from within the confines of the internet. Covering WWE like no one else and covering TNA because no one else will. You are listening to the best in the world, Ring Rust Radio! very special episode of Ring Rust Radio. I'm your host, Mike Chiari, here with my co-host, Brandon Galvin. Uh, you're not hearing things. This is, I guess, an early Christmas present. Uh, it's still November <laughs> on the calendar. Uh, but it's just us two this week. Donnie feels it more important to murder animals than to entertain all of you. So uh, it's just going to be me and BG today. And I'm, I'm excited. I'm very excited to talk about Survivor Series War Games nice. with BG. I'm always excited to talk to you, Mike. Um, I'm never excited to talk to Donnie. So this, like you said, it's Christmas in November. Christmas came early. Could not be more pleased. I got Cinnamon here. She's th- also thrilled because she gets sick and tired of Donnie, too. Yeah, um, calls her out all the time. Yeah, runs in the family. That's not right. Uh, but, uh, Mike, tonight, screw Donnie. No more mention of Donnie. There might be some mention of Donnie. We have to rag on him a bit. He's That's not true. here. He, again, as usual, he refuses to show up. For the fans. It's uh, not even about us. I've been sick we, for days, and I'm here. Yeah, you're here. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling pretty good, not to be honest. <laughs> but we show up all the time for the fans. Donnie refuses. Okay? Yep. He's, like you said, he's doing something that I don't really agree with. And <laughs> on top of that, he just goes away. He's like, you know, I'm just going to go to the mountains. Yep. No invite, no nothing. He doesn't care about anyone else but himself. He has invited me before, and I quickly said no well smart man i mean i don't want an invite i'm just saying it, it wasn't even about us mike he didn't invite any of the fans no no That's nobody true. okay true. we show up for everybody tonight on our show we're going to review survivor series war games raw and smackdown we have dirt sheet busters where mike yard brings us all the lies and rumors going around pro wrestling tells you why the fucking stupid there's a lot of dumb ones going around very many very many it's sad uh we do have this week 
in all elite. The rap game is over. We're done with that. It was terrible. We know. Uh, Donnie's not here. We're going to have a very civil conversations. We got some the final wrestling pay-per-views of the year, December 10th, NXT Deadline, and Ring of Honor Final Battle. Why are they on the same date? Don't know. Very <laughs> silly. Makes no sense. I don't even, and somehow. Like, I don't even know what was announced first either. I don't know. I don't care. No. Because yeah. even worse, I think they're at like the same fucking time. Well, are they are this are they at the same time or is like NXT earlier? I was looking this up. I think they're both around the four o'clock <laughs> range. Oh, so like But that's even dumber. Like if right. one was earlier and one was later. I could least. I could very well be wrong, but I was looking it up and for some one article I found said four o'clock or four thirty. If they're both at four, them. I can just watch yeah. NXT and just right. I'll never see Final Battle. I I will look it up. Before we get to that point, don't fact check us just yet. But the other day I was looking up and I saw that maybe I was wrong. But I could have just been on a bad article for all I know. Uh, but we do have fan was emails. It a article? <laughs> it, no, because he doesn't even write anymore. That's true. Okay. Yeah, he's he's just worthless at this point. <laughs> uh, we do have fan emails. Those are never worthless, despite what Donnie says. Mike and I love getting the fan emails. We have some great ones this week. Uh, and so much more on the show, Mike. Tell us more about what else we have going on at Ring Rust Radio. Yeah, guys, uh, myself and Brandon are here. We care about you, the listeners. We're trying to entertain you. Do you want to hear more of this? Well, you can us anywhere you get your podcast. You can interact with us on Twitter at Ring Rust Radio. You can email us and be part of the show, ringrustradio at yahoo.com. Also, buy our merchandise, prowrestlingtees.com slash ringrustradio. So many great t-shirt designs. Uh, I have a brand new one, the Hey Dude Inspired. Uh, Ring Rush Radio t-shirt, again, uh, for an audience of one. His name is George Cruz. <laughs> I, I, he, he, I, he was mad that he, he thought that I was, like, disparaging the show Hey Dude. Hey Dude was a solid show. It was show. from when I was, like, fucking an infant, basically. Um, but not a bad show. Uh, it, not a Nickelodeon classic, by any means. There's a lot better. It's a pretty good show. I don't know how it translates to being a t-shirt in any way. Uh, but there you go. Anyways, uh, get those shirts. There might still be a sale of some kind going on. Uh, ProSTs.com slash radio. Maybe a Cyber Monday sale. Whatever it may be. Uh, if you didn't load up enough for Black Friday, I would order ASAP, as we always say, just to make sure that you could potentially get those in time for Christmas. Uh, also, support us at Patreon.com slash radio. You can hear ad-free episodes. Sign up for fantasy drafts and brackets to make us watch wrestling-related movies and pay-per-views and so much more. Uh, but I think... All right, Mike, I have an update. Okay. I have an update. I did, okay. did some research, okay? I'm on a website called... Never heard of this website before. But maybe you have. ITNWWE.com. Never. Did you hear this? Never no, heard absolutely it. Okay. Never. Well, they have previews up for ROH Final Battle and NXT Deadline. Tells me, 4 p.m. Eastern for Ring of Honor Final Battle. Mm-hmm. Also tells me that the main show for NXT is at 4 p.m. Eastern. So that's yeah. why I was looking at the other. However, I found another article <laughs> that says NXT is at 8 p.m. Eastern. So we will see how reliable ITN WWE.com. The main really thing is. I've seen is that NXT was going to be at four. I don't. I didn't know what time Final Battle was going to be at. So interesting. Yeah. I don't know why. Listen, <laughs> one of these shows better not be at the same fucking time. Again, I kind of almost want that to happen. So not. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast and we have a twist this season. 
the winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I have to watch both, I have an excuse. (laughs) Anyways, let's move on. All right, Mike, I'm back with another update on NXT Deadline. Oh, my God. I found the graphic on WWE.com. Okay. The real WWE.com, not ITN WWE. Okay. Right? It says 8 p.m. Eastern on Peacock. Oh. So, problem solved. So, we know, but you, it's not you, entirely solved because we're still not sure on Final Battle. I think it's probably at 4 p.m. Eastern because NXT is at 8 p.m. Eastern. They don't want that smoke. I might still be just skipping that first one then. Nah, we gotta watch everything. I don't know. I don't know. To never talk. We have to do it for the Rusties. <laughs> to never talk That's... about it. <laughs> no, because I just realized we do have the Rusties the following week. That's true. I'm not sure if Jericho versus Claudio is gonna make my Rusty nominations in any sense though. Never know. I guess. I guess. Well, I do know is that we're here to talk WWE without Donnie, so we can have a very pleasant conversation. Mm-hmm. We can ridicule everything. We can praise things that we want. It doesn't matter. This is a safe space now. We don't have the yelling from Donnie. We're going to get right into this. I know something from this show made my my nominations. Yeah. Probably I mean, a couple... I got to be honest. Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. But we're going to get right... No. All right. Favorite moment? It's Jey Uso hugging of Sammy course. Of course. Right? That's the moment that you're talking about. We need to beat around the bush. <laughs> it's now in your top five favorite moments of the year. It's definitely in my... However... I've been doing my Rusties, Mike, mm-hmm. for months, okay? Mm-hmm. I take the Rusties, unlike Donnie, I take the Rusties very Shit, seriously. I think I'm pulling a Donnie. I haven't done anything yet. That's fine. There's, a, there's like, a, what, three weeks ago. Okay, good. Um, but the moment where Jay Uso says, I don't care what the tribal chief thinks. Yes. That and was... the visceral reaction that I had <laughs> as the camera zooms in to Roman Reigns' face and Sammy's in the background with the same reaction I have of like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> that is current that's been in my top five for the whole year. That and was an amazing moment, no doubt. So you know what? Let's talk about it right now before we even get into this. 
I have in my top five, I won't say where it is, but Vince retiring and Triple H takes over mm-hmm. and CM Punk's press conference at All Out. Uh-huh. So would you consider those fair game for that? Or are we th- thinking that type of category is really something that's just for on screen during a show? Huh. That's a good question because uh, we've never really had anything that would. Exactly that was so big like outside of it that it would like break the the top five you know what i mean i do know what you mean that's why i've been going back and forth on it yeah i don't know what we would even call like the uh like a separate category for that because mm-hmm. huh. like because man, vince yeah vince like retiring is like the biggest thing ever in the history of wrestling exactly so it just trumps everything so it's like not really fair but it to me it's the biggest moment of the year i agree i know that's that's i don't know Hmm. Because right, we like could create would, another category, but like it would just be for this year, <laughs> right? Exactly, because nothing like that's ever gonna happen again. Right. It, I mean, it, the last thing would really be like the creation of AEW or right. uh, Vince buying WCW, right. right? Things like that. Or when Triple H buys AEW. That'd be amazing. Yeah. So <laughs> something for us to think about. Not not to yeah. determine right now, but that's yeah. why right now the Jey Uso hugging. Sammy is one of my personal favorites, but when I was doing the Rusties after Survivor Series, I was like, I don't know if it's cracked. I don't know if that moment for me is better than the emotion I had of Jay saying, I don't care what the Tribal Chief thinks, right. which was part of like the best segment. It might not win, but it makes my top five, that's for sure. For sure. So that's our easily favorite moment. No doubt. I mean, I'm assuming the main event's your favorite match as well. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean... We could probably go like match by match if you wanted to, because there's only five matches and we don't have to spend. For sure, I just think time. we're right on this, uh, this, these categories, right? I think it's just kind of obvious. Yeah. Right? I don't, like the women's war games match. All right, here, Mike. Mm-hmm. I've been saying it for a while. I'm not a fan of war games. Yeah. And uh, this pay per view mm-hmm. didn't do it for me as far as changing my perception of it. I just personally think that war games, which is one of my least favorite gimmick matches, is stupid. Yeah. It's. And and it, they, it happens twice in the night where they go, oh, now War Games starts after 25 minutes of people being in there, getting their ass beat, and it's like, it doesn't even matter. Right. And I hate that. I didn't like that when TNA was doing lockdown. I didn't really watch War Games and WCW in, in the past. And so the NXT style of War Games and what we have, I know it's reminiscent of the past. It's a little different, but it's the same idea. And to, for me, I just would rather it be like a hell in a cell. I'd rather not be beholden to this. And I know Triple H has been talking about, oh, well, we're going to probably get rid of Hell in a Cell because it's really just for to be a match that's challenged for the blow of a feud. Well, really, War Games is the same thing, and he was doing that in NXT. Like, he does gimmick-style pay-per-views as well. Yeah. War Games is one of them. War Games is only happening because you decide it should be on Survivor Series. I mean, to me, it, War Games just... I was watching the women's match, and it's a good match, but... I kept thinking, I kind of already seen this like three times in NXT, and they were probably better, if we're being honest. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have to go grab weapons underneath, which is always fun, of course, but it it just doesn't do it for me. And so to me, I think, Mike, I would grade Survivor Series. It's a good show. I think it's like a 6.5, 7 out of 10. There's great, the Becky jumping out the cage was awesome. Um, there's good moments. Jay hugging Sammy was incredible, obviously. Everything was kind of building up to that. But War Games just doesn't do it for me. So I'm wondering, does it do it for you? Do you have a higher grade than I do? I mean, everyone agrees it's a good wrestling show, of course. But I just don't think it's a top five pay-per-view for WWE. I don't. I think it's one of the, the lower ones. 
Yeah, I you know I I would probably grade the the pay per view overall like a seven point five. Uh, that was my thought coming out of it. I think that you know you had four. I, I thought the men's war games match was a really good match. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at Hyperice.com. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. thought the women's was entertaining although not as good um mm-hmm. and i i thought you know two out of the three regular matches were very good i thought the triple threat for the u.s title was a, a fantastic match um i i if not for like the storytelling elements of the main event that could have easily mm-hmm. been match of the night That's um true. and then aj versus finn it was lacking the build that we would like for a match like that but the match itself from a technical perspective was fantastic yeah. Um, Ronda Rushatsi couldn't have given two shits about that match, unfortunately. Yeah, um, I agree. They tried, but... but just... Yeah, four out of the five matches, very good. So, I mean, I think that gives... And, and the main event itself, I think, elevates it, for me, to a 7.5. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the storytelling elements and, and everything that it sets up for the future, uh, I think that was enough to give me a, 70, a 7.5. So, not an incredible pay-per-view, but I thought it was a good pay-per-view. I enjoyed watching it. It wasn't, like, too ridiculously long, which I appreciated. So, it was good. Um, it, it, the conversation about war games. Uh, I'm with you to a large degree, and we've talked about this before. Like, war games, in a lot of ways, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And mm-hmm. there's other match types where, like, you have to... Uh, like the the casino ladder match we talk about it's like yeah so you can't like go and get the title until everybody's been in the match so what's the point you can't even start the match for 20 minutes right um you know i I think there's got to be a better way i think you could tweak war because triple h already has tweaked war games to make it better than the original war games which is taking the top off so you can do a lot of the high spots which is a big part of what makes like the NXT war games and then the war games we just got more entertaining is like the, the Becky Lynch leg drop, like you said, was fun. Every time freaking EO does a a moonsault (laughs) off the top of the cage, it's absolutely beautiful. Like if we're not getting those moments, it's not as good. Um, so I think that he has kind of taken dusty Rhodes' vision and tweaked it and made it better, but I think you make it better in other ways. Uh, maybe you, start just with a five-on-five match mm-hmm. and you don't have, you know, people come in in intervals. Or if you're going to have people come in in intervals, maybe you're allowed to try to pin somebody 
before. At least you're creating the illusion that a match could end before everybody comes in. Um, That's good. That's a good point. I think that because when you mentioned the, I also was debating initially. Hey, let's have everyone in the ring at the same time. Right. right? It's almost like what um, blood and guts a little sure. bit. Obviously, they have the top of the, the cage on, but it's essentially that. Yeah. But I think you're right. I think keeping it where you still have the intervals, but having the pinfall or submission would definitely change it up for me. As yeah. I think that's all I would need from it because then the match is it's just an eligible match at that point. <laughs> and, and here's another thing. The advantage do. really works into that. Yeah. As because now the advantage like yeah, someone's gonna get their ass beat for like three minutes. Okay. It doesn't matter. They can't even get pinned. So what's the point? Right. And then by the end of it, when everyone's all there, it's like it never happened. Everyone's dead already anyways, regardless yeah. of what you could also do is you could have you could start with two people and just get rid of the advantage. It goes and then one person from each team comes in. So you're always the same amount. You're one v one. Yeah, you're two I v2. hear you. I think I think just for the sake of what war games is, mm-hmm. I think you want to keep that advantage style because then the two on one, three on two, etc., makes it where okay, well maybe there will be a pinfall and you don't like at least the element of maybe Roman Reigns doesn't even get in or maybe Drew McIntyre right. doesn't get in. Right. Like if it was the heels and then the like imagine one scenario in the, like a couple of years where it's like. The heels are already all in because they have the advantage. And then Drew McIntyre doesn't even get in the match. His team loses. Yeah. It's like, like you know, I think that's a good storyline development. Right. And, and the thing is, like, it probably would never happen, and they probably would always make it to the end. But <laughs> right. at least you could, like, maybe see it being a possibility. And I think <laughs> I think that would add to, like, the, the overall enjoyment of the match because, again, it's like you're not fighting for nothing. There, there's a reason for the fighting because you could potentially win the match. So... Yeah. I do agree with that. I do like, I, again, I like the overall idea of war games. I love the the stable warfare warfare that you get out of it. Like, yes. 100%. Under what other scenario were we gonna see the bloodline wrestle together? I mean, it could have been obviously in a, like a traditional Survivor Series match, but this is more interesting because you're having to all work together as one, where that's mm-hmm. not really the case uh, in a Survivor Series match. So, I, I think it gave us an incredible moment, something that will will be talked about for a long time, which is the bloodline having their first match together, Sami Zayn, I guess, being accepted into the bloodline fully by by fully turning on Kevin Owens, which was an amazing moment as well. Um, him being conflicted, but then deciding, like, you know what? I'm going to stick with these guys. Uh, you know, they've let me in. I'm going to hit him with the low blow, hit him with the huluva kick, and then the best part, let it, leaving him for Jey Uso to get the pin so that he could finally earn Jey Uso's trust, and then they hug it out afterwards. Like, it just incredible storytelling in that match. So I see the merits of, of war games without without question, but I think mm-hmm. there's tweaks that can be made to make it even better. Uh, and again, I, I'm fine with keeping this as an annual thing. I, I would also be fine with making it where, like, okay, you can challenge, like, somebody to a war games match, just like Triple H was talking about, like, getting rid of Hell in a Cell so you can challenge somebody to a Hell in a Cell match, which is something that I agree with. So, mm-hmm. either way, I, I think it, I, I want them to at least have this as an available option moving forward because I think that there's, when done right, it it brings a lot of value. Certainly. I, I do agree with you in the Bloodline. The Bloodline War Games, to me, elevated War Games, yes. not the other way around. And I know it was just a result of, all right, let's finally have them together. But I think the storyline, that was an except, that was kind of, for WWE standards, exceptional storytelling within that match. Except I was wondering, though, after the match, I was like, 
would it have been better if because they sent Jey Uso out there as the first person? Yes. And I was like, wouldn't it have made a little bit more sense for Sami Zayn to be the person to go out there first to show his loyalty and get his ass beat in a two on one? Because then Sammy is then said to go out. Because I, re- I was like, all right, well, they're going to send Jimmy to go help Jay. No, right. Roman Reigns like, no, Sammy, you go help Jay. But then Sammy's like conflicted, but he's supposed When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. supposed to be gung-ho. I felt like the, if the roles were reversed where Sammy's getting his ass beat and Roman is like, Jay, you go help Sammy. Mm-hmm. Let's see what you're – let's see if you trust me. I felt like that would – because – you would have had Jay going out there and spending like a minute and a half, like conflicted. It would have made, I just felt like that would have made a whole much more sense if they flipped the roles. The reason I kind of liked the way they did it was because the way they told the story on SmackDown the night before was that Sammy was talking to Kevin Owens and then Sammy mm-hmm. lied to Jay Uso and confronted about it. Right. And so then Jay was telling on him, was t- to Roman, and Roman basically was trying to gauge with Sammy, like, you know, are you telling the truth? Why did you do that? Are you with us or are you not? And mm-hmm. I think by having Jay go in and then saying, hey, Sammy, you have to go in and save this guy who's been trying to get you kicked out of our group. Like, I kind of like the dynamic. And the thing I like the most about it is because it was like a, a bait and switch where like it's like, oh, obviously Jimmy is going to be sent out there to go help Jay. And Jimmy mm-hmm. himself is selling it like, yes, I'm obviously going to go out there. And then Roman says, no, 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 I'm pulling you back. You're going out there, Sammy, while he's sitting in his chair in the cage, mm-hmm. which was an awesome thing. Like, that was a great moment, I felt like, where Roman kind of like dictating – who's going mm-hmm. out and why and pulling the strings. So I, I, I think it could have worked the other way. I agree sure. with you on that. Yeah. I but, like the way that they kind of told that story. But don't, do you think it, here's my counterpoint, the same exact thing though. He could still do that where you see Jimmy again, about to go out to help Sammy. They're good friends in the bloodline. That's the whole storyline. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy and Jay's the outsider, even solo like Sammy and Jay's and Jimmy's about to go out and Roman does the same thing. He pulls Jimmy back and says, no, Jay, you go out there. 
yes, you could have done that, but the story, but because to me the story they were telling was not is Jay being loyal, it's is Sammy being loyal. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to put Sammy to the test and see if he would go work with Jay, not Certainly. put Jay to the test and see if he would go work with Sammy. I guess is what I'm trying to say. I hear you, yeah. devil's advocate, just yeah. to you know beat this down. If Sammy's the one that's sent out there first as mm-hmm. a sacrificial lamb, wouldn't it then play into more for the ending of, hey, is Sammy going to have second thoughts after being the one sent out here to get his ass beat and to prove his loyalty? And then at the end, he has to really just make a decision even more so after getting his ass beat? Yeah, you could say that. I mean, that that's certainly a way they could have gone to. And um, mm-hmm. I think you could have told a good story with that also. Yeah, that um, was just something I yeah. was I was thinking about. You know, just obviously it doesn't matter. Uh, it was just what I was thinking about as far as the match. And uh, we both agree that was the easily the, the match of the night for the storytelling, the ending moment of Sami Zayn turning on Kevin Owens, which is not like a new thing between these two. So it no. wasn't like that big a deal to me. But the acceptance from Jay is everything because I right. have been saying it for months. I think Jay is the underrated one in the whole Bloodline storyline. For sure. Spoilers for my Rusties. There's a lot of Jay Uso involved here. I mean, before I... anybody else was even part of the Bloodline, it was just him and Roman. Yes. He was carrying a, a huge load on mm-hmm. his back for, you know, creating the Bloodline, essentially. Certainly. And the work that he did back then, two years ago, was incredible. And he just continues to play his role to such perfection. And you needed that. They're already the the antagonists of the WWE, the bloodline. They're the big bad heels. But within that, you have this person who is he's a, Sammy's a tweener. <laughs> like, right. I mean, people that. he's he's pretty beloved now. Certainly, I I know that. But like yeah. he does heel things. Right. Like he's you know he's a tweener essentially. Everyone loves him, but also you're gonna boo when he you know does something you don't like. And so he is playing to the heel team. Right. And Jay within that is the antagonistic even more the antagonizer for sammy so like his role is just so perfect and it's been perfect it's hilarious seeing him like smile now around sammy though yeah and it's a lot of fun and it's i still think what we laid out months ago which is kevin owens and sammy Zayn ultimately becoming the wwe undisputed tag team champions Mm -hmm. from the usos i still think that plays out so do I. I still think that I still think that's the end goal for WrestleMania, probably. Um, I agree. Like, and we talked about it. Like, even before any anything happened at uh, War Games, mm-hmm. we talked about okay, probably KO versus Roman at Royal Rumble. I think that makes sense. I agree. Um, and then the thing I saw kind of put out there since since the pay per view was mm-hmm. Sammy versus Roman at Elimination Chamber because it's in Montreal. Yes, I saw that uh, as well. So I think that makes sense. Like sometime in between Royal Rumble and Elimination Chamber for things to kind of break down there. And then, you know, obviously Roman's going to win both of those matches. But, you know, I think KO and Sammy would kind of like find their love for each other again along the way and team up mm-hmm. to, to take down uh, the bloodline by trying to, to beat Jay and Jimmy. So I think that story is still right there to be told. Um I almost, like, don't want the whole Sammy and Bloodline thing to end. Um, I agree. Because it's so it's so great, it's so entertaining on a, a weekly basis. But at the same time, you just know how good KO and Sammy against the Usos would be, too. So you can't mm-hmm. be too upset about that. So they, they have a lot of good avenues to go with this. 
Yeah, I think I think that's the way to go because the other option is you're building towards Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn at WrestleMania again. We just saw that a couple right. years ago, and they, we've seen that so many times. Yeah. And just at some point, we've I mean we've known this since day one. At some point, Sami Zayn will be kicked out of the Bloodline. I mean, right. just it's going to happen. It's not like it's never gonna like come on. Like there's there's a family and then there's an outsider. Yes, he's accepted, but at some point he's going to fuck up, right? And they're going to take it out on him. And Roman, who is like the king of these facial expressions, is mm-hmm. still clearly not all in on Sammy because like as he's hugging him backstage, he has yes. this look on his face. As they're all putting up the ones after they win in uh, war games, he's doing a little glance to Sammy and giving this look like he's very much hammering home the fact like I'm not totally sold on this guy still and mm-hmm. at some point we're gonna screw over this guy still and Kevin Owens is telling Sami Zayn at some point these when you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year 100,000 mile limited warranty you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner Kia movement that inspires Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, We're the 25th top paying career. Make an impact as a fact seeker and a truth teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You guys are going to screw you over, and it's it's going to come to fruition. It's just a matter of when. Agreed 100%. You need to have... and. A lot of factions have this, where you have the one guy that's the sacrificial lamb. That's what Sammy is for this. And, and the beauty of it is he comes out being a huge baby face. So. Exactly. And that's what we've always said since NXT days, right? He was one of the best baby faces in the world. Mm-hmm. He does such great heel work. But there's just a natural progression over the year of the work that he did with the bloodline. It's just perfect storytelling. So he's going to be a huge baby face. I would love to see the match with Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. Um, do... It kind of reminds me a little bit of, like, Triple H going against Cactus Jack and Mick Foley mm-hmm. in 2000, where you know there's no chance that Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn, or at that time, Mick Foley, is going to beat Triple H. Like, right. at that time, Foley's career is one. Every, you, you, everyone just knew he's, he's done, mm-hmm. right? And as much as you wanted Foley to beat Triple H, like, they are positioned, they were positioning Triple H, that's going to be the top guy, and so he lost and then right. he goes into WrestleMania as champion. I think the same thing with Roman Reigns, right? He's going to beat Kevin Owens. He's going to beat Sami Zayn. So where do you – and they don't have a shot to beat Roman Reigns right before WrestleMania. That would make no sense. Right. Whether it's The Rock or Cody Rhodes or whoever, it doesn't make sense for Roman Reigns' championship run at this point to end before WrestleMania. Not when you're I this think, close. 
Yeah, I think Triple H knows that as well. And so from there, where would you go with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn? Yes, you could do a singles match, which we've seen before, but why not? If you're going to take down, we've been saying this for a while, if you're going to take down the bloodline, it almost makes sense for it to all, at some point, I understand there's there's a whole thing of like, you can do it, it like piece by piece, where it just all crumbles, right? The Usos lose the titles first. You know, if Solo was like the IC or US champion, he maybe loses first, then the Usos then reigns as the final building block that falls. Or just in one fucking night, mm-hmm. they get taken down. And I think that's what happens at WrestleMania. At WrestleMania, that's right. That would be like the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, they win maybe on night one, night two. I mean, I'm just going to – I've been assuming it's Cody Rhodes. I, do you agree it's probably Cody Rhodes? I agree it's Cody Rhodes. Uh, you know, again. If he's healthy, of course. <laughs> and and I think he will be. I think the bigger X factor is is The Rock in play or not. Um, yeah, I doubt it. it and if he is in play, then I – Again, I think you maybe have to go back to like the idea that's been bandied about of like having Roman work two matches at WrestleMania because mm. the Rock you don't want the Rock winning the Royal Rumble. It's unnecessary at that point. So, you know, uh, yeah. But I think for sure it's going to be Cody versus versus Roman uh, because I, I again you built up Cody to this point. I think mm-hmm. it was always leading to that. Um, it's what he wanted. It's what he like basically agreed to in order to come back was to become world champion. So I, agree. I, I think it has to happen. Yeah. Uh, the whole thing about the rock, I've been doing a lot of thinking about this. Mm-hmm. Does it really make sense for the rock to come back to challenge Roman Reigns or would it make more sense for them to team together? Well, they are family. Like what? Like, <laughs> Roman has really not done much of anything to say, like, that The Rock, like, sucks or anything like that. Like, uh, sometimes you would have some type of breadcrumbs leading up to that. I know they had, like, on Young Rock. But yeah. in just, like, you know, a general sense, there's no real animosity. We know they, yeah. they did a movie together, right? So it's like, why would The Rock just come back? To, just to be like, like you would almost be kind of like an asshole. But hey, Roman, I'm really the travel chief. I'm the one that really sets the well. You know, so was your father, The Rock? Like, Rock? like what do you mean? <laughs> right. I mean, I don't think there's real animosity, but I think that you could use that and you know build an interesting story. An idea I did have uh, that I think would be somewhat interesting is if you were able to get The Rock, would be, maybe you do, because, this is a little bit convoluted, but I was just trying Mm. to think of things that you could do. If you have The Rock, and if you have Cody Rhodes, you're going to need somebody to win the Royal Rumble, and you're going to have to have The Rock somehow involved, and all this other shit. Um, What if you do a situation where it's like, Cody and Seth do like, they both win the Rumble, like a Bret Hart, Lex Luger situation. Hmm. Uh, and they both go over the top and, you know, trying to figure out, like, who's going to, to face Roman. And you bring The Rock back that way, and The Rock teams with Roman maybe on, like, night one of WrestleMania. And they have to face Cody and Seth. And if Cody and Seth, wi- uh, Cody and Seth win, then they both get the title shot or something like that. And then you get that on night two. And maybe you set the stage for a future match between Roman and The Rock that way. Maybe The Rock does something in that match. Uh, maybe you do that at like WrestleMania 40, something of that nature. I think would be interesting if you'd be able to pull that off. But it's fascinating. Yeah. Because I mentioned them being a team, I never thought about who they would potentially face. Right. 
And that would be pretty cool as far as uh, them being co. I like, regardless, I really like the idea of Seth and Cody winning the Royal Rumble because yeah. it just continues their rivalry. And right. then whether it happens, my my whole prediction is if you got Roman Reigns and The Rock at WrestleMania, if they lock that in, that it would be Cody against Seth at WrestleMania in a rematch. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless, if you have the Royal, you need someone to win the Royal Rumble. So them both winning would be an excellent way for them to continue their feud. Yeah. Um, right out the gate, and then you know maybe they like if you don't have the Rock, you could at least do it. Roman, um, Cody versus Seth at Elimination Chamber for the chance to go face Russell, uh, Roman Reigns, right. which they've done I in mean, the past the, before with um, The Rock and Big Show. There still has to be something there between Cody and Seth. You know, it's like, of it, course, it would be yeah. weird to just not acknowledge it at all when, when Cody comes back because they were in the, like, the most heated feud in the company at the time when, <laughs> when Cody got injured. Yeah, I mean, Seth just called out Cody the last, not yesterday, but last week in his promo, which yeah. was a strange promo, but he mentioned that. And you need yeah. and you need Seth in a big match because he's one of your top mm-hmm. guys and he's been one of your best guys all year. Certainly. Well, speaking of Seth, he lost the U.S. Championship. Mm-hmm. I did not think he would lose. You and Donnie predicted that Theory would win. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really personally think that the title does Theory much good. I don't think that the finish does Theory much good because it was basically a fluke finish. Um, I saw there were some issues with his entrance as well. <laughs> like, it just... <laughs> Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus this but it was kind of funny oh, well regardless things in, i mean they just make this guy pretty much like a joke overall um seth called him a kid right on raw so they're gonna continue this feud it seems like and what do you, what do you, what is your feeling about Theory winning the champion? I know you were you predicted this last week, mm. but to me, I just feel like it's they don't have a championship on Raw. They they acknowledge this on the shows, and to me, with the U.S. Championship being on Seth, I was like, okay, the championship has been elevated. I can understand it now being a main championship on Raw that someone wants to go after. Now that it's on Theory, I don't feel that way, and it's more as what was always said, right? The man makes championship. And 
Theory doesn't make the U.S. title for me. So what do you feel moving forward with Austin Theory as champion? Um, so I I enjoyed Seth as champion. I enjoyed Lashley's champion because I, I agree. Uh, yes. I thought they brought credibility to the championship. I mean, they're established guys, former world champions. And like you said, there's no world championship on Raw consistently. So to have a top guy have the title makes a lot of sense. At the same time, you know, the way I've long looked at the U.S. title is, you know, that's a building block title. That's a guy you – that's a title you give to an up-and-comer, and you give him a good title reign, and you prepare him for bigger and better things down the line. So I think there, I think there's obviously different ways you can go with it, but I don't have a problem with Theory winning. And we talked about this ad nauseum. The way that they got here was fucking stupid, and mm-hmm. no matter like what happens from here on out, there's other ways you could have gotten here that were better. But I do think that Theory's presentation has been a lot better since the the Money in the Bank uh, gaff, and I think that um, his performances has better have been better, his promo work has been better, and he's been presented better in matches too. I understand like technically he won on a fluke, but I thought he looked good in that match, that triple threat. I thought. Again, outside of the the main event War Games match, the Triple Threat was the best in-ring match of the night. I thought that mm. all the guys got their shit in in that match. There was a, a lot of uh, uh, just a lot of good connectivity between the three of them. I felt like they had really good chemistry. Um, like that those closing sequences with like Theory doing the leapfrog over Lashley uh, for the spear, uh, Seth using Theory as like a launching pad <laughs> to do. Mm-hmm. The stomp onto to Lashley was awesome. Lashley spearing Seth when he tried to do uh, the Falcon Arrow, and then Theory taking advantage by pinning him. Like, I, I thought that was just really entertaining stuff, really great sequences. And again, even though Theory basically falls on top of him to pin him, he beat Theory or he beat Rollins and he beat Lashley, two former world champions, at the same time in the same night. So, and and he as a heel, it's okay for him to win that way. So, I think mm-hmm. that makes him. I think that makes him look good. I don't think it makes him look like a complete fluke necessarily. And then I think that his segment with Rollins on Raw was really good too. I think that he didn't look like he was out of place standing there in the middle of the ring with Rollins. I thought that he he acquitted himself well on the mic. So I have no problem giving Theory that that shot because, um, you know, I know you're not the biggest Theory guy. I'm a big nope. the- I, I, No, <laughs> that, and that's fine. I'm a big believer in theory as a top guy. I, I mm-hmm. you know, even before he won money in the bank and that kind of stuff, I'm like, I see this guy as a future world champion. I see it even more now because I think that his present, I think his presentation is better. I think him is a more serious uh, guy. I think you could believe him as a potential world champion in the future. And I think letting him feud like one-on-one a little while with, with Rollins will be good for him as well. So, and you could even trade the title back and give it back to Rollins at some point. Either way, you know, you're establishing theory in these, you know, championship feuds, and I think that's a good thing for him. So, uh, again, uh, I would have been fine with keeping the title on Rollins because he's one of your top guys, and you can make the title feel important, but I'm also fine putting on theory because you're you're building up the wrestler by having him hold the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on down the card, I want one name for this next question, okay? Uh-huh. Who is Ronda Rousey? going to be feuding with next next yep because <laughs> she just she just beat Shotzi. i mean that's it's basically done like raquel they said is out quote unquote for the six weeks of the number yeah. a fucking they tell me broke they say broken out it's like you probably shouldn't say broken but regardless um I four weeks name. of a broken elbow right i was like <laughs> why did you guys say that but 
I want one name on who she's going to feud with next. Here's the thing, like, man, SmackDown is so devoid of, like, credible women's challengers. Yep. And, you know, I'll kind of tie in the whole Ronda or Shotzi thing into this discussion, I guess. But, like, mm-hmm. I like Shotzi a lot. I think she's, you know, got a good character and she's fun. And I think, you know, you if you built her up over time, she could be somebody that the fans get behind and want to see win the title. I think she's better than Liv Morgan is, who actually did get to win the title. But you just had her fucking win like a six person match and then become number one contender. And there was never any belief that she could ever beat Ronda Rousey. And right now you have nobody on the SmackDown women's roster where there's any belief that they could beat Ronda Rousey. It's just, mm-hmm. it's not there. The only person that I could believe could maybe beat Ronda Rousey would be Shayna Baszler, but you just started with <laughs> them as a, in a partnership. So it would make no sense to do that already. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really, I, I really don't know what the answer is because there's nobody on the roster who can who who can challenge her like i don't know it'll probably be some like random it'll probably be natty or or she out i don't even know or and then ronda just fucking beats her like i because you have time now in between now and the next pay-per-view which is the royal rumble so it's going to be all kinds of holdover shit so there's not going to be any kind of legitimate contender coming to to beat ronda so i think the real question is who's going to be her opponent at the royal rumble because I don't know who they have that they can build up to that level uh, that quickly, unless Sasha's coming back, unless Charlotte's coming back, which I Charlotte I guess like posted photos of her like her boots on like her Instagram or something like that, so she's probably mm-hmm. coming back very soon. So it might be Charlotte versus Ronda as like the the Royal Rumble match, but mm-hmm. I. <laughs> it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't want to see that. We've seen it. I agree. Like, why do we I, need to see that again? I agree. I don't want to see that right now. Yeah. But there's no other option, I don't think. I guess you could call somebody up from NXT, but there's nobody ready there either. Like, Mandy, but she's a heel and she's champion, so it's not going to be her. Mm-hmm. It's, um... So, just to answer the, the question that I proposed, mm-hmm. uh, as I was on WWE.com and the Superstars page, because SmackDown, we know, is devoid, I was like, okay, Valhalla, 
because she's new and there's mm. no like there's no one else. Um, but I don't think it would be her because she's a heel. I don't even I don't even know if it matters to be honest. There's no <laughs> like there's, there's just no one else. And it's funny as you watch a War Games match on the Raw side, which is stacked <laughs> with people. Yeah, why is it and so unbalanced? That doesn't make sense. It makes no sense, and it's once again why they're, in my opinion, there should not be a brand split anymore. Yeah. And I really hope that they do away with this. There's rumors now about a draft next year, and I really just hope that Triple H recognizes that we don't need a brand split with this amount, this type of roster that they've, they have. Right. It's unnecessary. Um, and the holes that they have... Now, not just it's not just the women's division because it really is also for the world championship where Roman Reigns is essentially on SmackDown all the time for the most part. Mm-hmm. He maybe shows up here or there on Raw, but he's really on SmackDown. That's why they just say like the U.S. champion is the main championship on Raw is because we don't have the main fucking championship on SmackDown. Wait, I'm sh- sorry. On, you, sh- and- you should have the opportunity to be able to see AJ Styles versus Roman for the world title, but you can't Agreed. because of this brand split, which isn't necessary. It's unnecessary. And then we just had the War Games where the Bloodline eliminated three top-tier contenders in Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, and Kevin Owens. Right. Which I know it's a, it's a five-on-five, but, but still, like those are your top contenders. Drew McIntyre got beat. We know Sheamus has no chance. Kevin Owens, we're going back to that, which you already saw at the essentially the start of the Tribal Chief run. Right. So now we're now we're, we've gotten to the point, because Roman Reigns champion for two years, which I have no problem with, but... We're going back to Kevin Owens at the same point in time <laughs> that we were two years ago. Right. It's crazy. And it's and, because there's no one else available to them. Yeah. And I guess I don't I don't have as big an issue with that because now the story is different because oh, of Sammy's 100%. involvement. And I, I just mean, and assuming we're gonna get Sammy versus Roman after that, then hmm. we've we've got our bridge to WrestleMania where we finally get something new. Um sure. but yeah, I agree, like what if Roman were to retain at WrestleMania? Then what the what would you do then? <laughs> I've been thinking about that too because I have no problem with that. Yeah. But my and just so I'm clear, I don't have a problem with the Kevin Owens moving forward going right. up against against Roman Reigns because the storyline, like you said, storyline is different. I totally get it. Uh, to me, a lot of things are different because you have the bloodline. I know people are like sick of it, but to me, the whole once they brought Solo up and he beat Drew McIntyre, I was like, okay, this is complete. Now it's different, because now you have someone else involved. I like to, I want to see where this goes. You have the mm-hmm. Sami Zayn stuff. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, all that. I totally get it. I'm just saying that as far as the people who are contenders, we're right back to the start, because you already went through everyone else on SmackDown, and there's no one else available to you. Right. That's the problem. Yep, I agree. Uh, so, women's division... On SmackDown is a mess. Uh, <laughs> AJ Styles and Finn Balor, we said good match. Yep. Uh, moving forward, are are they now officially done after the Raw match? Do you I think? would hope or? so. Because okay. basically AJ said like, all right, we're gonna sell this once and for all tonight. Mm-hmm. Once and for all. All right, better be. Yeah. I gotta be honest. I I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, I've been saying it for a while. I hate the Judgment Day. I just think they're boring. I don't think there's. I don't enjoy it. I mean. Rhea and, and Dom showed up on fucking Thanksgiving that to mess incredible. up Ray, which was great. I didn't, I didn't realize, I guess, or just oblivious to the fact that Ray is essentially injured. He had a fucking cast on his leg. Oh, he had a walking boot on. Yeah. Yeah. That's what. Yeah, because uh, I had read he was supposed cast. to be in the World Cup tournament, mm-hmm. and they took him out because he was injured. Mm-hmm. Um. But, so yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree with you about the totality of um, of Judgment Day, like. It's not doing, like, Damian Priest any favors at this point anymore. 
No. You know, uh, you could argue it's not really doing Finn any favors at this point anymore. But oh. I do, I have enjoyed the kind of evolving dynamic with Rhea and, and Dominic. Like, mm-hmm. Dominic's definitely more interesting than he's ever been. Like, that's not even a question. And sure. I think Rhea's presentation's been really good. And again, I, and I always say this, I think she's kind of like who your eyes are are drawn towards when it comes to the judgment day like she's always doing something on the outside of the ring and having some kind of influence and then mm-hmm. the the segment with attacking ray on thanksgiving in front of like the little children and in front of <laughs> ray's amazing. wife was like that was incredible like yeah. they need to do more of that type of shit and i'm glad they did it and then i'm glad they put it on tv also because they had just kind of put it on twitter on thanksgiving but then right showing it to everybody like that 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 stuff is amazing obviously they're going back to dominic versus ray uh, for for WrestleMania, I would think. Um, I would hope so, yeah. So I, what I really wouldn't mind is just keep Dominic and and Rhea as mm-hmm. a a pairing, and then Finn and Priest can kind of do their own thing. And I think that might be you. Everybody might be better off for that. I agree. It's the only if they do a draft, which I'm not a fan of having a draft, but mm-hmm. it's the only like saving grace for right. these two is if they do a draft and they get split. Exactly. Because yeah. it's just it's done. I mean. Finn Balor, I know they like to put him in groups and everything, but it's just not working for me. And I think it's a real shame for Finn Balor, who it, it just feels like... I know he just went... It's crazy. He just went up against AJ Styles, but I just feel like it was a waste. Um, yeah, I mean, again, because there was no... There's, there was a story, which was uh, AJ doesn't want to join the Judgment Day, <laughs> but like it's not a story that anybody really could get invested, invested in. And again, like I, I feel like if you had that same match, but you had an actual story that you could sink your teeth into going into it we'd be like holy shit fucking five star but instead it's like that was a really good match but i wasn't invested at all which is yeah that and then you had the interference with them it's just i don't know it, it just it doesn't do it for me I and mean, it's a shame because finn and, and aj are two of my favorites now I, I like a bunch of them involved in this but it's just not working for me i just i'm really waiting <laughs> impatiently i guess them to be done with this i have hope that at the very least aj is going to be doing something more interesting now because you know again we're, we're kind of trending towards wrestlemania season now you're yep. done with this feud hopefully aj's coming off a big win so hopefully finally you're going to put him in something that matters um i wouldn't mind if you did aj maybe in that united states championship scene or something could be good aj against theory AJ- Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. AJ against, AJ against Seth, maybe? Yeah. For WrestleMania? If you don't have something else? Hmm. Wouldn't mind that. When's the last time I they guess, had a singles match? Yeah, I guess it's been a while. I'm really not I sure. I haven't really... 
I haven't really thought about who AJ would wrestle at WrestleMania just because they've um, they really tossed him aside for so long. Yeah. It was his first singles match win since 2019. They said. Yeah, I know. It's just <laughs> you know, it's just absurd some of these decisions that's been happening. But uh, what was not absurd was the women's war games match, mm-hmm. which is really entertaining. Yep. Um, despite my, you know, despite war games not being favorable to me in my opinion, but. The leg drop was awesome. I did not expect Becky, of all people, to be doing that in her first match back from an injury. And Team Bianca winning was the right call once you had Becky involved. Uh, Bailey's damage control kind of looks like chumps overall, I feel like. Well, they've lost everything at this point. Yeah. it's That's another thing where I just think... Listen, I love stables, but you have to know when to cut bait. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is it was almost like it kind of seemed from what they say is that Triple H was like heavily involved, I guess, with the decision to break up the shield. Yeah. Like early on, mm-hmm. not early on, but like before it became to like this point of a faction. It was like he was in the room with Vince telling right. them you're breaking up. Yeah. And so I feel like. Him, Road Dolly, you guys kind of need to know that some of these factions need to break up sooner than later. And it's gone to the point to me with Judgment Day, Damage Control, where it's later. You kind of need to break these things up, really, because Damage Control does not look good. I think Bailey's just going to be better off as a singles. What the hell? <laughs> um, I kind of think we're already, to be honest with you, I think we're kind of already on the road to that because we're getting, clearly, Becky versus Bailey, mm-hmm. And... You know, she's going to have, uh, you know, Dakota and EO backing her up. And I don't think there's any way Bailey wins that feud. Right. And so if Becky wins that feud, then I think I think that's kind of like the thing. It's like, all right, well, then you've completely bottomed out. Bottomed out so let's just break that up and then go from there. I kind of think that's what they're going to do mm-hmm. uh, is have Becky kind of be the one to destroy it. Yeah, I guess I I guess I'm a little in disagreement. I kind of see this going for several more months because I could see them still being together for like the Royal Rumble, right? But then obviously they lose, or maybe mm-hmm. someone like you know Dakota throws ba- Bailey out or vice versa, whoever. But it's like, all right, we're still kind of together. Then like, all right, well next up we have Elimination Chamber, and there'll be three of them in the Elimination Chamber. But it still doesn't work out for them. Like, I just kind of see this continuing where they just keep losing and losing instead of breaking up. My question is like. If we we're assuming it's probably gonna be Becky versus Ronda at WrestleMania, like, okay, so what's yeah. Bailey and rest of Damage Control if they're still together? What are they doing? So where is like a triple threat? Or where in like a battle royal? Maybe where do Sasha and Naomi do they fit in if they're coming back? Mm-hmm. Um, because like that's that was kind of my thought. Like, okay, now you have Becky. You had Bianca going up against Damage Control, and then she had Alexa and um. Oscar, Oscar. Mm-hmm. and now you have Becky going against them, and she's got nobody with them. Is this where Sasha and Naomi finally come back potentially to make this interesting? Maybe, mm. um, because I, I don't think it's gonna happening. be Alexa and Oscar still. Alexa is very clearly turning soon, um, and they played up to that again on Raw. So, I don't know. Sorry, I was on mute because there's ambulances. <laughs> um, do. Are we in agreement that Becky's not winning the Royal Rumble? I don't think she is just because she's done it already, and right. we've only had, like, a few of them. Yeah. You know? Okay. I'm glad and I think you can get that. her in that in another way. 
So I I definitely think that Sasha is winning the Royal Rumble. I hope so. Like, I think that will be the like Cody Rhodes-esque agreement. Yeah. Right, like, Sasha, we're going to bring you back at the Royal Rumble. You're going to finally win it. You're going to go on and face Bianca at WrestleMania. You're going to finally win it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, that's what I see happening. So yeah. I think we're just biding our time to Royal Rumble. But if you're Sasha, yep. there's no better time to negotiate that potential. Right? Mm-hmm. If and, and if you want to have... She has obviously a lot of things in her future and currently doing things. But it's like, if you still have... As far as I'm concerned, right? If I'm looking at this from a practical perspective, I still have an ounce of passion to do this and want like a final run, right? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, how old is Sasha Bank? You probably wouldn't know what already. I think. Maybe 31, okay. 30 or 30. She's 30. She will be, I, I think, two days before the Royal Rumble. January 26th is her birthday. She'll be 31. Mm-hmm. I think the Royal Rumble's like the 26 or 28, something like that. So, first off, nice birthday gift. Yeah. But to negotiate. A final run where you have maybe a year or two in WWE and like, hey, you know what? I'm going to come back for it. We'll sign a one-year deal. I'll be here for a year and or one-year extension, whatever it is on her agreement. And this is what I want. And we know that the fans want me back. It's a punk situation. Listen, this, these are the parameters for me coming back. I want to win. I want to feel like I'm respected here where I haven't felt like that for so long. The reason, clearly the reason she left is because her and Naomi were being fucking disrespected champions and being father for Bianca and Ronda at the time was all the rumors, right? So that's it. Lay your lay your, your cards on the table and see if Triple H bites. And if he doesn't, then all right, well, then you that it. Then we're in the same situation we are now. But otherwise, if you want me to come back, we're going to make some fucking money. Everyone wants to see me. Let's do it. Right. And I, and I think Triple H probably looking at, like, the his what's been going on with like the SmackDown women's division is like, I want as much top end talent as I can have. So, I mean, and I think I, I don't know him personally. I would think he's a lot easier to negotiate with than Vince would be. Um, and would be a lot more lenient and a lot more willing to negotiate mm-hmm. that type of stuff than Vince would have been. Um, mm-hmm. so, I mean, I, I, I agree. I think it's a matter of time. If they haven't already worked something out, I think it's a matter of time before that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think the last thing he wants to do is let her go at this point. Um, he signed her, he helped push her and develop her. So mm-hmm. I think he would want to see her as one of his top stars in the women's division, especially with, like you said, Royal Rumble's on the horizon, WrestleMania's on the horizon. He, he's he been, like, having all these signings and all these big uh, returns. Mm-hmm. Sasha would trump them all. Yeah, it's the only one, I mean, besides The Rock, right? It's right. the only one really left as far as who was let go and not brought back right not let go but like other people who were let go or need to return right right sasha's the one and you know i i understand the whole perspective maybe of like well you built up bianca are we sacrificing her to sasha and i would say no because sasha was the one that helped build up bianca right and becky did the same thing it was just a whole circle of life right there so it's like all right bianca now it's your turn to just drop it to Sasha, right. who is the, the person we need to come in and do his business. And she will have had a friggin' year-long title run, so not too a year bad. Long, right, and Bianca won twice at WrestleMania in the same exact type of storyline. Right. So, um, and listen, they could do the same thing where, all right, SummerSlam, Bianca, go beat Sasha or whoever, mm-hmm. right? So I just think that's the way you have to go. I, I 
honestly would be really surprised if Sasha doesn't come back for the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have her come back before the Royal Rumble. I think that would be a terrible decision. I mean, I think that if you were able to just wait until the Rumble and make that a Mm -hmm. a surprise, that'd be one of the better surprises that we've probably had in the Rumble. Yeah, I mean, there will be rumors. There has been rumors for Mm -hmm. months and months of when she's going to come back and this and that. But... I, I, you know, I always understand the perspective of, well, you know, it's like when Triple H returned in 2002. It's like, all right, well, you're going to come back for a month, almost a month, get your bearings a bit, and you're, we're going to get some good business of you being on Raw and SmackDown for a few weeks before the Royal Rumble that you're going to win. But to me, I am just always a believer in the John Cena returning at 2008. It's always the I, more memorable moment when you do that. Right. That's just, just the way to go. Yeah. So, uh, who do you think... Bianca goes against at the Royal Rumble. Um, Rhea potentially, because uh, mm-hmm. they were supposed to have a match at Money in the Bank, I think, and that's when Rhea was injured. Um, so I think they could. Or, or actually, no, I scratch that. I'll say Alexa because they're going to be, I think, moving towards that soon. Okay. Um, because we haven't, we they didn't. A lot of times after you come out of pay-per-view, they immediately kind of establish this is going to be the next challenger. They didn't do that on Raw mm-hmm. uh, because they're just like, oh, these three are like not medically cleared because they got the shit beat out of them, and they're kind of holding pattern right now. But clearly they were teasing something with Alexa, and they have been, and they did the, the Bray Wyatt like kind of bug behind her again, and then she was kind of like almost in a trance and didn't really say much um, on Raw, so... I think it's she's got to be turning heel very soon here, and I, I yeah. would think that Bianca would be her target. So I'll go with that, and I then agree. maybe they say say Bianca versus Rhea for another time. Mm-hmm. Uh, something because you mentioned Charlotte earlier, mm-hmm. maybe going up against Ronda at the Royal Rumble just to get her out of the way, kind of thing. Yeah, that's almost another thing where like would it be better just to save her for the Royal Rumble itself? Um, could you see Bianca against Ronda at the Royal Rumble of a champion versus champion just as something to do? Um, I think it's possible, but unless you're <clears throat> unless you're planning to unify, I don't think they'll do that. Okay. I don't think they would do it just you know for the hell of it. I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think like, I don't know. It's just a weird situation. The, the SmackDown roster is just so <laughs> depleted. I know. Of I just right that's now. what I'm saying. Like I don't know what you do with Ronda aside from charlotte because and the only reason you would even do that is because you have no established threats on Mm -hmm. smackdown right now and you know charlotte's amazing and you know her and ronda had a a good match uh the last match charlotte had but i don't think anybody would be excited to see that again Mm -hmm. i agree i'm not excited at all for it i'm actually i mean i charlotte's one of my favorites but i'm also not really ready for her to come back even though wwe needs her Mm -hmm. because they're they're just lacking that type of talent but i just not at the point i think it would be more at the point maybe at the end of january but i don't think i've missed her enough yet which is strange it's just there's not like an obvious spot to to fit her i think that's it is the problem yeah i think that's it uh speaking of them trying to establish contenders though Mm -hmm. they are trying to currently establish a contender for gunther Mm -hmm. and they're doing it through the world cup which the final is this friday and i was gonna say this mike some people shouldn't be talking shit and that's braun Strowman. you shouldn't be talking yep 
he totally got flopped. Uh, Ricochet <laughs> fucking beat him. That was yep. one of my favorite moments of the year, probably, because I said last week, I really want to Ricochet to be. We Braun were talking Conan. about, we're like, oh, I don't know yeah. if it, well, and then we're like, we kind of talked ourselves into like, oh, maybe it could happen if there's interference. And there was, and I was very happy. I was so happy. And he's going up against Santos Escobar, which yep. was the right decision. We have a little Lucha Underground action going yep. on SmackDown. And so we got How Will This Shake Out? Uh, this match is going to be awesome. Looking forward to that. Uh, I think that even though Santos is a heel and Gunther is a heel, I would I think Santos wins because we already got Ricochet versus Gunther a couple of times on the main roster. Uh, I believe Gunther and Escobar might have had a match in NXT, um, but it hasn't happened on the main roster. So I think that basically, you know, Santos just has Legato interfere he beats Ricochet that way. Then we get Santos versus Gunther, and you have Legato, you have Imperium, you have all kinds of chaos, and I think that'd be a really fun match. Ultimately, whoever was going to win this tournament, I don't think was ever going to beat Gunther anyways, so it's kind of like a lot to do about nothing and to just to have like one match, and then you're probably moving on. Uh, but I think that there's more potential, staying potential for like Santos versus Gunther because you have the stables involved, so I would think Santos wins. Mm-hmm. I agree with everything you just said. I'm going to pick Ricochet just to be a little different and because I love Ricochet. Uh, I know we've seen Gunther Ricochet. I think maybe you can start building Ricochet back up, be a threat. But, you know, you have the heel-to-heel dynamic. Maybe they go a different route. Um, so I'll just pick Ricochet for the hell of it. Uh, next week, we have the Usos against Matt Riddle and Elias for the championships, which is a bit surprising because Riddle <laughs> and Elias basically aren't even fucking contenders. I think they only, just... like, teamed up, like, twice yeah. so far. They are uh, just talking. Their, listen, they're two people talking their shit and they're getting a title shot, but it's not going to be really much of anything. Do you agree? <laughs> I think Elias probably turns on Riddle. Oh, because I think about he seems that. like he's not like really about his antics. Okay, that makes which sense. I would like because Elias as a heel is the best. That's true. I didn't think about that at all, actually. <clears throat> um, okay, that works. And next up here, you know, what? I'm gonna skip one. I'm gonna change the, the agenda a bit here. Okay. Uh, sticking on Raw, Dexter Loomis beat The Miz, as everyone thought, and he is now officially on Raw after months of <laughs> being there. Uh, he actually has a contract to show up and wrestle. Where are we going from here? Uh, I, I, I would like a reunion of the way because, and we've talked mm-hmm. about this. With uh, theory or, or no theory? No theory at this okay. moment, I would say, because <laughs> he's doing his own thing. But yep. I think you could. But technically, like Loomis wasn't in the way, so he could just kind of be the replacement for. Oh, that's theory. true. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like a, a side character, but mm-hmm. I think that'd be good because like Indy really has nothing left to do in NXT. She is kind of in a storyline right now, um, but I think she'd just be better off on the main roster. Candice just came back uh, after a month. Like they wrote her off for injury. Johnny's, you know, had some good segments and had some good matches, but he's not really like been in a real established storyline yet so i think just like kind of putting them together as a group would be good for all of them especially because they were entertaining in nxt i think they could get over i agree we've been saying it for a while the way it needs to come back uh you would be building indy and candace as contenders for the women's tag which team championships would be great, which, which we they need. desperately need yep mm-hmm. and i actually see unfortunately but Dexter and Loomis, you go up against Finn Balor and Damian Priest of Judgment Day. Oh, man. Make them a little tag team. Yeah. And you hopefully build some some contenders. Uh, finally here, Bray Wyatt and LA Knight. There's a lot of shenanigans going on. <laughs> LA Knight is going to be in a full body cast soon. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's he's so good on on the mic. He's fucking um, hilarious. It's very funny. I love his backstage interviews. He doesn't believe anything that Bray Wyatt says. Uh, I really appreciate that. Um, Uncle Howdy doesn't believe anything that Bray Wyatt says. <laughs> Call him a fucking liar. And are you? I have to ask this question, Mike. Mm-hmm. Is Bray Wyatt losing his mystique? So I don't know about losing his mystique, but here's what he has lost with me. And it's not like he's lost it and can never get it back. It's just a for now thing. Well, because mm-hmm. they're what they're doing is they're layering and layering and layering the groundwork at this point. Mm-hmm. And it's a long process. Mm-hmm. And it's not particular particularly exciting. And mm-hmm. it's a lot of like similar stuff that we're seeing and it's some of the stuff that we didn't like with Bray Wyatt in the first place way back when, like way before the yep. end and that type of thing. Um so I wouldn't say he's losing my mystique, but I think he's losing my attention for now. Where it's like when he first came back and the first few weeks after it's like, Oh, okay, Bray Wyatt's gonna come out, I gotta see what he's gonna say. Appointment viewing. I have to I can't mm-hmm. miss it. And I'm not feeling that way right now. I feel more that about L.A. Knight than I feel about Bray Wyatt because L.A. Knight's so entertaining. Mm. Um, but I think that they can get that back, and they're building something here. And I don't know if you saw, like, did you see, like, they flashed, like, a number on SmackDown, and people called it and Oh, yeah. Did it was, like, this? a psychiatrist, right? Yeah, so, like, that's an interesting thing where mm-hmm. it's, like, the psychiatrist kind of, like, going through, like, it's almost like uh, – dr loomis from halloween like going through the medical files of of michael mm-hmm. myers kind of i get i kind of get that feel of it like what they're That's trying fun. to do and present bray wyatt as like a psychopath who has like these multiple personalities and you know if he's not medicated and not taken care of and not isolated you have no idea what he's capable of doing i think that's kind of what we're doing and like bray wyatt said like oh i didn't attack la Knight, like no but maybe like a different side of his personality attacked la Knight. Mm-hmm. i think that they're trying to like um maybe they're trying to like turn bray white into like uncle howdy or whatever that character is like his psychotic side or you know his his vicious side i think that's what they're doing right now they're setting the stage for that uh, the unfortunately thing unfortunate thing is it's taking a very long time and it's slow moving and because of that it's like i'm not like What's going to happen next week with Bray Wyatt? I'm not that interested. What's going to be happening a month from now with Bray Wyatt? I'm still interested in that information. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I do know what you mean. I think you said my thoughts better than I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> because it's – I, for a while now – I mean, he's back. Next week will be two months yeah. with this guy being back. And so I just – I would say for at least a month, I have not really been – too interested yeah. or invested or you you very much said like he's losing your attention that's where i was this past friday mm-hmm. where and it's been this way but like this past friday really put it over the top and i was like i no longer give a fuck right. about what you're doing and it's because you're really not doing much and that's it's, the thing with it's me it's like call and, me when something really big happens yeah and i understand layering mm-hmm. <laughs> and breadcrumbs but you need to give me some tent poles yeah. in that and that's where i have been with see here's the difference between something like this which is only not even two months old but the bloodline which right. i have loved the bloodline for two plus years i have not once been like i kind of wave no and I was actually talking to former co-host Michael Cahill about this, who he's like, man, the bloodline just won. Like, what are we looking forward to? And I'm like, well, you're looking forward to like, you know, Sammy's now 
with them officially and looks like a celebration. Maybe Kevin Owens like ruins this. This is on Sunday night. Yeah. And it's like, maybe he ruins a celebration on SmackDown, something like that. And I'm like, and he's like, yeah, you know, it doesn't do it for me. I'm like, I understand that. But for me, I'm all about it. I can't wait to see what happens. And I've been this way with the bloodline and the, just the Roman Reigns character in itself for two plus years. I think it's amazing because they keep, they do the breadcrumbs and then they have these temple events to me. Solo coming in at, at um, Clash of the Castle, a temple event of like this now reinvigorates the bloodline because you have a different dynamic. Bray Wyatt, I don't feel like there's really been enough of a different dynamic since he came back. And to me, when he came back, it's like, all right, well, what are you going to do? I think they've regressed in keeping that mystique, which I put here on the agenda. But like you said, the attention and it's. They, they they're not like he wasn't even at survivor series for example like they had him at um crown jewel because mm-hmm. all right it's bray white it's a big star let's have him at crown, and nothing happened right it's just to me it's like if i can just tell you over the, the course of two months of bray Wyatt's back he's kind of unsure about himself and maybe he has these split personalities oh and he or someone or his split personality attacked la Knight. that's all i have to say to you and if i just said it to you is that really a too much interest no to me to me no to me no and so i think it's even worse that that's taking place over the course of two months and he's only on tv for like three to five minutes a week yeah and then like yeah like to me we love the fiend we love the firefly funhouse he mentioned the fiend which is uh hopefully finally that means right okay fine Mm -hmm. but like the firefly funhouse segments which we were all about and then like from the get-go we're like all right what's going on here okay very interesting breadcrumbs layers different characters involved only a few minutes a week that was all you needed some of them were a little similar but they were pretty different they had all these different things involved and that captured our attention because where are you going with this and it did lead to things and there were enough elements in each thing to look for which is always fun but this is just it's just so it's not they're just not doing anything in my opinion the beauty of the firefly funhouse is like that kind of thing we never saw that before so it was able to grab our attention and keep it he's just cutting promos which is what he used to do and he would say the same stuff and nothing would ever like really happen or ever get resolved and we'd be like well what the hell it's like yeah he's a great speaker but like nothing's happening here and Mm -hmm. again like you said that's the issue stuff is happening but it's happening at like a snail's pace and yes you do have to tell these stories and you do have to give us a little bit at a time but you know it is like you said it and it is easier for for the bloodline because you have all these different people in it you have all these characters that are already established that all have different relationships and you can branch off and tell all these other stories you don't necessarily have that with bray wyatt yet you're still establishing who he is but i think we are all just ready to get to the point where we're like okay let's establish who he is and then we can tell the stories i think we're just Mm -hmm. ready to get to that point because somehow we're still not there have you ever seen the movie Split? I have not, but movie? I know about it where the guy okay. is like a psycho and like uh, abducts people, but he has all these different personalities. And Yep, yeah. that's a, that's pretty much what it is. It definitely has that vibe. Uh, I'm not going to spoil the ending, which is a great ending of that movie. I really enjoyed that movie. Um, and when you were speaking about this with personalities, I was thinking about that movie. Um, it would be cool to go in that direction. It, yeah, I hope they do. I, I I think for where I'm at now, and I know they're kind of just introducing the split personality thing. Yeah. It's, you know, two weeks or so of it, but, well, I guess a little more. He, like, snapped at that, um, the crew member on SmackDown right. a while yeah. ago. And it's just, 
I think if they did a lot, maybe it's the fact that it's once a week kind of thing. I feel like maybe if they had it done throughout the show more, maybe it would be because it's a quicker pace. And I understand yeah. being a little deliberate in the pacing. There's only so much you want to do. But I think if you're going with a split personality thing, I think maybe you do need more than once a week. Yeah, or, to display more than one side of him in a single yeah. show, I think, would be more effective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, just what, just what I've been thinking about. I want to get your thoughts. And if I was alone on this whole Bray Wyatt, maybe, listen, maybe we're alone, but uh, I don't know. It's I don't just think not we are. Because I, 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 I think a lot of people are probably in the same boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike, do you have anything else that you want to talk about from WWE? I don't think so. I think we covered it pretty good. Did a great job. Uh, where else we do a great job is patreon.com slash ringrestradio. You can go there to hear the every version of our podcast, our retro reviews, and you can participate in next month's bracket challenge, the final bracket challenge of the year. We're going to determine the best Santa Claus of all time, the best interpretation of Santa, movies, film, all these things. That's going to be a tough 6 p.m. Eastern, next Tuesday, December 6th. Sign up. Join us. We're going to have a lot of friends on for that one. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to determine the best Santa. Finger eggnog. Bring your eggnog. Uh, maybe Donnie will stay behind. He's you know, just a Debbie Downer. Yeah. But no, we're going to have a great time. I think it's going to get pretty heated because you know a lot of what it is is, is related to like, your childhood for the most part. So we have different standards across the board. And there's there's some violent ones. There's some drunks. I mean, there's just the, the spectrum of Santa. It's pretty wide. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Sign up right now. Join us next week, Tuesday, December 6th, 6 p.m. Eastern. And right now, it's time to move on. Scoop, scoop, per sauce, there's a feeling that it's interesting to know. Dirty Busters, if there's something strange in the latest report, who are you going to call? Dirty Busters, if it's an egregious lie and anonymous is sourced, who are you going to call? Dirty Busters. I ain't afraid of no lies. I ain't printing a retraction. Dirty Busters! BG, are you ready to hear some lies? Oh, I'm always ready for this. I love Dirty Busters. You like to be lied to? Love the way you lie. Uh, I don't like to be lied to, which is why I have this segment, so I can expose <laughs> all the liars. Yeah. Um, we're going to start with Al, who's one of the biggest liars of them all, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, he really is. One of the worst, quote-unquote, wrestling reporters there are as well. Almost never right. Mm-hmm. Um, the Elite didn't plan to act like douchebags on Dynamite. I already don't believe this, clearly. Oh, I saw this. Yeah. I don't believe this for a second. Not at I, all. And I watched the video of Al saying this and right. like explaining. It. I don't. I don't agree with that assessment at all. There's that no thing's way. bullshit. There's no way. Um, during the match, this is about the Elite versus Death Triangle on Dynamite. Did you watch the match in Chicago? No, I just saw highlights of it. Okay, I watched it. Um, during the match, I, the highlights, aka the parts where they're making fun of CM Punk. <laughs> right. Uh, during the match, the Elite continued to take digs at CM Punk. Matt Jackson made fun of CM Punk's attempt at the buckshot lariat by attempting the move and landing on his tailbone. Mm-hmm. Later on in the match, Kenny Omega hit the GTS, which is CM Punk's finishing move. It's Kenta's finishing move. Uh, Omega also bit his opponent's forearm during the contest. That's uh, insane. Mention of a steel was what that mm-hmm. would be. 
They the kicked crowd... out of the GTS, by the way. Yes. The crowd certainly didn't appreciate the Elite's antics, and they let them know about it. During today's Wrestling Observer Live, Brian Alvarez stated the Elite did not plan to take digs at CM Punk in advance. He also noted that it happened at the moment. Alvarez explained that the Elite, or in the moment, I guess it's supposed to say. Alvarez explained that the Elite did some stuff on the fly that they did not plan in advance. They were just in the moment, and they went with it. Quote, unquote, it's not like they planned out a bunch of ways to annoy people. But do you think CM Punk did the same thing? Of course he did. I don't know what that means. Do I think CM Punk acted like the Elite? I don't know what that means. No, I have no idea what that means. Do I think that they knew going into Chicago that they were going to be heels, so they thought that a funny and thing to do and a good way to get heat would be to troll CM Punk and plan to do so ahead of time? Yes, that's what I believe. I absolutely believe that. I mean, right. you have a plan. Their plan spot. I mean, maybe not the for, like. If you just want to say that he cr- came up with biting the forearm in the moment, which that would have to. I mean, that's on your fucking head in the moment of the match. Like, <laughs> I don't. Know, I don't know about that. But the 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 failed buffshot lariat. That's obviously a planned spot. A GTS. Come on, that's definitely a planned yeah, spot. Yeah. But, I mean, that's bullshit. He's basically. Especially a GTS that you have to kick out. Like it's a typically a finishing move. So if I mean, you have to know, hey, kick out. It's just too funny, like, how him and, and Meltzer, like, bend over backwards to try to protect the elite for anything. It's like, yeah. I mean, I don't have a, I really don't have much of a problem with it. It's like, whatever, like, okay, you're trying to get heat. It's wrestling. Cool. Oh, I hated this. I, I, I really don't care. I really don't. Um, and <laughs> I, I, so... I like Punk a lot more than I like the elite, but, like, it's whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. But, like, they'll bend over backwards to try to protect them. Like, oh, no, like. They didn't mean to do that. Like, it just came to them in the moment. And, it was, you know, they thought it would be a good way to get heat, like, while they were doing the match. Oh, they were just so naive to everything that was going on. It's like, no, Dave, no, Elv. They knew exactly what the fuck they were no. doing. Come on. Like, like, Al's whole thing is, like, oh, well, they were being booed by the, the crowd, so they did this to get a, re- a further reaction. they knew they were going to be booed. Like, right, like, no, I just, only, I just totally disagree with that, and I also... Personally, don't think it's a good look for the elite to do this. No, it's not because you're like they're EVPs, right? Like it's. I just think it's really fucking silly to do this. Um, I I don't think it's a good look for your for the rest of the people in the locker room to like see that personally, and I understand everyone wants to now hate all of a sudden on CM Punk because of him calling out the fucking Young Bucks and Adam Page, but I am. <laughs> kind of firmly on Team CM Punk about this. I mean, I said it before. You keep. I pushing. think it's like obvious. I mean, he. This is exactly what he's talking about. I mean, right. they put up vid, like the be the being the elite of them playing music and then fucking negating the music just so that you could hear the fuck scene. Like, come on. I think that it's... was even more egregious because you're not trying yeah. to get heat in front of a crowd in that moment. You're just being mm-hmm. a douchebag in that moment. Yeah, they're just trolling. I mean, yeah. and I'm sorry, but like if. Here, I guess here's where I'm at. If you're Tony Khan, which everyone's like, oh, CM Punk, like, fucking castrated this dude on, on the fucking media scrum. <laughs> but, like, if you're Tony Khan, you know CM Punk. He was talented all along, right? CM Punk is a moneymaker. He's a fucking draw. If you're Tony Khan and you see this happening, it's like, well, hey, I kind of want CM Punk to come back. Unless you don't want to come back. But, like, why, why wouldn't not? you? Isn't the, whole, isn't the whole thing, though, of, like, hey, let's come out of the media scrum. Let's go through all the legal issues and everything. Let's huddle up next year and make some fucking money off of this. If you're CM Punk and you're Tony Khan, like, I guess we're not. Yeah. I mean, I, don't know. It's just... I know you and Donnie are firmly in the camp of CM Punk will never go to WWE, but 
he oh, I don't, can I don't be a so. bitter, bitter motherfucker. And I think that if they yeah. push too hard, which they may have already, he'll, he'll take a phone. I st- I think he'll take a phone call, anything to stick it to him. It would be yeah. very interesting. That's all I'm saying. I, I definitely don't. Do you... Okay, here's this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it goes against our fucking report here, but we don't we don't agree with the report, right? So no. Al was saying no way, shape, or how well, like that they fucking planned this out, but we're saying it was planned out. Do you think all right, Tony's aware, maybe CM Punk is aware, hey, we're gonna we're gonna do all these things now. Everyone's gonna think we're trolling you, blah blah blah. We've already huddled up and we're gonna eventually make money when you're healthy. I don't think that. I really I truly think that that's kind of an irreparable situation at least for now mm-hmm. uh okay. because again punk he did completely castrate tony khan there yeah. like i mean and the evps as far as and, I'm and that's partially on tony khan too because if you're a fucking leader you're gonna step up and say something or do something and he did nothing mm-hmm. i mean we've always known he's an ineffectual leader and he proved it there um but i mean if you ever want anybody to respect you like then just groveling back to cm punk i don't think is gonna accomplish that uh and if the elite really have that big of an issue with punk like i could see certainly being like the elite being like hey it's him or us Mm. it's him or us and Mm -hmm. he's gonna ride with the horses that brought him there so yeah i i I don't see it happening i don't see it happening that's fair um so next one's from rest observer radio melts isn't checking in on one of the biggest stories in wrestling on brand is what I would call that. It's not worth reporting. Nope. Many fans are surprised that Sasha Banks hasn't returned, especially with the change in WWE's creative leadership. While speaking during Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer noted that Sasha Banks and WWE are currently negotiating a deal, and it's all about money. Here's the quote. <laughs> you know, they're in contract talks, and the last I heard, you know, it's a money situation. And that was a long time ago, so I don't know where it stands right now. <laughs> the last time he checked in was a long time ago. Why? At the very least. Why would you say anything then? That's true. At the very least, wouldn't you be checking in like around the pay per view? Yeah, you would have thought that like around Survivor Series would have made sense to be like, hey, anything going mm-hmm. on here? Any chance yeah. of uh, them showing up or? No. I would think so. I mean, you're gonna have all your execs in one place. Like, all right, it's typically a spot where you have someone come, but nope, nothing. Yeah, you would really think so, but no. Um, and he reported like so long ago, like a basically done deal. They're like her. Oh yeah. Back, you know. That's right. And all of a sudden. That was like before Crown Jewel. Yeah. Yep. Long time. Crown Jewel. It was like shortly after. No, it was shortly after Triple H took charge that he reported that it was a done deal. It was like before Labor Day weekend. And then he went back on. He's like, oh, yeah, um, you know. It's a money situation. They're still hammering out details. It's like, you you said it was a done deal. That's so Makes true. No sense. Uh, you ready for the honorary buster of the week? Always. It's the upcoming WWE tryout. Oh. Uh, I want to go back in time a little bit. Go back in time. To the last WWE tryout, which was held in Nashville in conjunction with SummerSlam. Yes, Dwight Howard. Yeah, do you remember Al was saying some disparaging things about it? Didn't he say it was like a disaster? Yeah, I'll refresh your memory a little bit first. Thank you, thank you. Uh, apparently this most recent set of WWE tryouts, this was a set of tryouts where a lot of NIL folks showed up trying to get deals and there were no independent wrestlers allowed. The word mm-hmm. is this is probably the last time this is going to happen. 
they're not getting rid of the NIL program, but this idea of no independent wrestlers, all NIL folks like Lash Legend and Ivy Nile and folks like that. I don't know why they were the mention and why I keep saying folks. Ivy Nile. Fucking 92 years old. The point of this is there were a ton of injuries at this set of tryouts. There were several concussions. There were a lot of folks trying out that got hurt. It's the blind leading the blind. So anyway, it looks like the days of all college athletes attempting to get on NIL deals, no independent wrestlers, appears that's probably over. I don't think I, independent wrestlers are going to be getting NIL deals, by the way. Right. They would have a camp for NIL. Right. It's their separate camp things for, on purpose. Yeah. Like, uh, I heard a lot of injuries. I heard a lot of them, quite frankly, sucked. And I don't want to put words <laughs> in anybody's mouth, but I'm about to do it. From what I heard, it sounded like it was a disaster. Wow. It's a lot of stuff to say. Huh. Uh, got a report from Justin Brasso of Sports Illustrated. WWE's next round of tryouts will be held this week in the form of a two-day event at Top Athletic Prep School, IMG Academy. Sports Illustrated has learned only days removed from a record-breaking success at Survivor Series. WWE will hold tryouts Wednesday and Thursday at IMG's Academy's campus in Bradenton, Florida. Tryout is part of a new recruitment strategy for WWE as it aims to attract and elevate its profile among elite former college athletes. <laughs> Approximately 30 to 35 athletes will participate in the IMG tryout. And the venue is important. IMG Academy prides itself as an elite training ground. Uh, its first class, tr- uh, first class training facilities and the Air Prestige are a great combination for WWE. So this will be entirely a non-wrestler athlete camp, which Elf said there would never be one again. Uh-huh. You know, I don't want to like talk about this too long, but like <laughs> it would make it would make sense though. I I understand like the cost aspect of it. Like you probably don't need to have like two different ones, but it would make sense where it's like we don't need to see certain things from an indie wrestler right. that we would need to see from someone who doesn't really have any experience at all. Right. Right? Like it would like I don't know. Really wouldn't make much sense to have this same camp there unless you split it. I don't know. But it's good to see that Triple H and, and the folks took notice of Al's report and it's like, you know what, we're going to do it. We're going to run it back just, just to fuck with this guy at the very least. And we said at the time, we we're like, that's obviously not true. They're obviously going to continue to do this so yeah. often. Uh, like, they're getting guys out of it, like fucking Braun Breaker, who's going to be like the next top star of the company. Uh, yeah, they're going to mm-hmm. keep doing it. Don't worry about it. Uh, this is from Wrestling Observer Radio. BG, you remember that guy who smeared shit on the Performance Center walls? <laughs> Melts? No, not Melts. He oh. verbally just shits out <laughs> things every week. Uh-huh. Do you know who I'm talking about, though? Yeah, I do. I do, okay. I do. Okay. Uh, the WWE Performance Center Stalker. <laughs> That's his nickname, I guess. He's <laughs> yeah, been arrested I mean... several times for trespassing on WWE property. Armando Alejandro Montalvo... Routinely sneaked onto the facility where he smeared his poo on the walls. <laughs> and was even shot in the stomach by an Orange County police officer for his troubles years ago. Montalvo is renowned. I wouldn't say that. For <laughs> making multiple headlines. <laughs> for doing crazy stuff on WWE premises. Like appearing randomly while asking for a job as well. This is a nightmare when the company was trying to film television during the pandemic era. While speaking on Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer revealed that Scripps' gimmick on a WWE NXT this week was actually inspired by Montalvo. Here's the quote. Okay. He was playing the guy. Okay. So you remember the real stalker who was defecating on the premises and doing all that crazy stuff and he was arrested multiple times? That was the, gi- <laughs> that was the gimmick that tra- inspired – that idiot inspired a gimmick that's out there doing oh, clips. They was calling the stalker a gimmick. I was like, oh – 
No, he so Reggie. Yeah, yeah. Is back in NXT, mm-hmm. and he's doing the gimmick scripts, which is basically he's just like a mass wrestler who does flips, and he's like a poet kind of, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're saying that the guy that smeared his shit on the walls, that's what that is. I don't believe that. No, not at all. <laughs> I think that what Meltz did is he watched like the vignettes for scripts where like the guy was like kind of like around like lurking around and stuff like that and like leaving these cryptic messages and he's like oh that has to be him but then like you watch reggie and like what he's doing and like his match and shit like has nothing to do with the fucking performance center stalker guy unbelievable like it's it's, there's no there's nothing this guy isn't i don't think he watches the shows he doesn't watch nxt he certainly doesn't i don't really watch nxt i do i can tell you he's fucking wrong uh that's from wrestling reserve radio okay I listen i don't have to watch to know he's wrong <laughs> melt seemingly isn't sure if he missed the wwe draft or not oh <laughs> i i can't wait to see what the fucking coup de gras is then oh. this isn't it <laughs> you're gonna like it uh well speaking during wrestling reserve radio david Meltzer noted that wwe plans on having the draft take place after wrestlemania next year a date was seemingly set for october but they didn't pull the trigger on it here's a quote there's been some talk of waiting until after WrestleMania to do it. There was talk at one point for October, but I guess they didn't do it. Unbelievable. There was How? a date that was talked about at one point, but they just didn't pull the trigger on it. I but, guess they didn't do it. Yes, they didn't, you know they didn't do it. I know. It's, fucking, it's almost December. Maybe he thought they did it. He just he didn't see it. He didn't know. No way to fact check. No way. No way to know. How could you? I hate, I hate Melt so much. Are you ready for the coup de gras? I'm ready. Oh, it's a three-parter. <laughs> William Regal's contract with AEW is going to expire soon. Psych! Oh, what? Got me excited. Psych again! Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Double psych. I don't know what to believe. During Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer discussed William Regal's situation. Turns out that Regal's AEW contract is keeping him in AEW. That's what a contract would do. That's for sure. But it might not be for as long as other deals with Tony Khan's company. I would just say that when his contract is up, it would not surprise me. Tony Khan can make him a better offer, but it is certainly something that's been discussed. I will say that. By the way, how do we know Tony Khan can make him a better offer than WWE? Not necessarily true at all. His contract is not up for a long time. I mean, I think it was only a one-year deal, but it's not. What does that mean? His contract is not up for a long time. I think it was only a one-year deal, but it's not. I don't want to give a date. I was told a date, and it might be wrong, but it was still several months away. I'll put it this way. He's not going back this week unless Tony lets him out of his contract. I mean, and I suppose, I don't know. That's a bad precedent to set, but maybe for Regal he'd do it, because Regal's not going to be a wrestler if he goes back there, and he may not even be on television. He'll probably be an office person. I'll put it this way. I'll put it this way. It's certainly something that's up in the air. It's not a non-story. That's probably the best way to put it right now. Okay. So that's the first part of this. Okay. I mean, first of all, it's just stupid. He's involved with one of the top. He's involved with the top storyline in the company. I guess you could. I guess you could construe it as, like, Mox telling him to get the fuck out was like writing him off television if they wanted to do that. Technically speaking. Okay, fine. You could do that. Um, but basically, Mox is saying, I don't know how long his contract is. I was told a year. I was told another time. It's at least several months. I don't know. Okay, great. (laughs) Here's the second part. 
A correction from last night's show regarding Regal's deal. Based on what he said when he signed, his deal signed last spring was for three years. So huh. there was something out there of Regal actually saying that, and yet Meltz <laughs> reported other things, which is... Listen, listen, it happens. Ah, uh, it shouldn't. <laughs> Definitely shouldn't. Um, listen, I couldn't even find the start time for fucking pay-per-view in two weeks. <laughs> and here's the final part, and it's it, this is a long part. Oh. While speaking on Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer went into detail regarding William Regal's contract. I would say too much detail. Meltzer noted that Regal's WWE return is still in play despite his three-year contract. Okay. Here's the quote. Hmm. William Regal, when he signed, which was only in April or May, said that he signed for three years. Now, something is going on, but I'm not <laughs> sure of all of the details. Actually, I've been told a lot of stuff, but most of it was off the record. But the basic gist of the situation is, I don't know what he's doing as far as if he's going to WWE, if he's staying with AEW. But I do know that it is something that has been talked about. So either there's something in the contract, because a three-year deal, Tony Khan has not let anyone out early so far. That doesn't mean he never will. But I don't know what the situation is. But there were people who were talking about how there's stuff being talked about. But I don't know exactly what it is. I don't know if he's staying. I don't know if he's going. The rumors have been out even before Wednesday's show. The thing on Wednesday's show is just an angle. But there had been talk of that from very early on. The fact that he said he was signed for three years, that doesn't mean I'm staying. Because some people are like, oh, that means he's for sure not leaving. And there's no story here. There's something going on. But there's no guarantee he's leaving. There's no guarantee he's staying. There's no guarantee he's not staying. Mm. As far as how all this works... As far as the contract situation with Tony and everything like that, I'm not aware of that. But I do know that there's – it's something that's in play. But he said his contract is three years. So in theory, that would tell you he couldn't do anything until April 2025. So that's basically what I know, what I can say, put it that way. <laughs> the end got me. Um, <laughs> Did you learn listen, anything at all? Um, I felt like this was – like the most honest Dave. How he's he said, up, I don't know. Yeah, he's up front. Like, I'm not sure. I don't know who to believe. It could be a thing. could not be a thing. People are talking. People are not talking. Regal said something. We don't know if Regal to, is to believed. There's a lot going on here, Mike. Yeah. I mean, I don't going think on. he's leaving AEW anytime soon. He's a fucking... <laughs> some there's no line. guarantee he's leaving. There's no guarantee he's staying. There's no guarantee he's <laughs> not staying. I don't think the third part was needed. I don't know where all this talk about WWE is coming from, other than the fact that it was war games and everyone likes to hear him say it. Well, yeah, Triple H like posted a video like. Well, no, I know that, him. but even before it, there yeah. was all these rumors about his contract. I'm like, why? Like, he's in AEW. He's part. He's. I did not take Moxley saying to get the fuck out of my face as him actually leaving. I think he's very much going to be the Paul Heyman to MJF's Roman Reigns. I mean, that's what Punk. my assumption would be, but Dave is just, like, turning it into some crazy, like, right, cryptic understand. shit where he's, like, not telling us anything. Like, I don't know. I have no doubt Triple H would love, love, love to have him back. It's his boy. Yeah. So, I, I, I have no clue, but, like, we learned absolutely nothing there. Like, Dave created, like, a scenario out of thin air and didn't give us, like, any actual information. <laughs> Pretty insane. Listen, his contract is going to be up anytime between April 2023 and April 2025. Or now. Nah. Or maybe not. I don't know. Uh, BG, how do you think we did? Shh, shh. Shh, shh. 
I love you, Sammy Fan. of nothing better on a Wednesday night to do than watch TNT ignite from dynamite it's all elite ain't no competition cause they can't be beat every week use a square circle to make a masterpiece check out the pudding cause the proof is in it they blown the roof up off the biz and taking wrestling to the newest limits the super villains at her super kick it fools up in their face until they lose their taste and every single tooth is missing I know you're used to minutes at this part of the show but they're better than everything and you already know so listen up, hip squeaks. I'm cutting this slick speech. Just pay attention to see what happened this week. In all this week, this week, this week, this week, this week, this week, and all the week. It's this week, this week, this week, this week, this week, this week, and all the week. All right, Mike, it's time for this week in All Elite featuring Ring of Honor and NXT. Oh. Because right. we're, we're building up towards the, uh, yeah, towards the big ROH versus NXT showdown December 10th. We have <laughs> tentatively figured out that uh, Ring of Honor will be at like 4 p.m. Eastern on Saturday, December 10th, and then NXT will follow for the night shift. Uh, Ring of Honor, we got one match confirmed for the card so far. Chris Jericho versus Claudio for the ROH Championship. If Claudio loses, he'll have to join... Jericho Appreciation Society. Um, uh, he probably will lose and have to join I think Jericho so as well. Yeah. Society. I mean, I the Blackpool Com- Combat Club is pretty much dead without the guy from Blackpool in it anyways. Yeah, it's a very strange setup anyway. Um, I, I feel most bad for, like, Daniel Bryan. Like, this guy is just, like, kind of done jack shit. He's done nothing. Honestly, I think I did not care for the segment that they had with him on, on Dynamite. Um... I'm assuming you didn't watch Jericho versus Ishii, which no. was it was somehow I thought he was bleeding. Yeah, it was somehow both a good and bad match at the same <laughs> time. Um, a lot of just hokey stuff, like the slapping just looked awful. But then they got to the chops, and Jericho was bleeding from his chest. Then they have I didn't they had Ishii tap out to the lion tamer, but as he was flipping off Jericho, like he was using his middle finger to tap out. Which was weird. I was like, why? And it was like it was like two seconds later that he was flipping off Jericho and then starts tapping. I was like, why? <laughs> Just have him like pass out. And then, as an Ishii fan, I was like, this sucks. Like he shouldn't be tapping out to fucking. So, and like, come on. Um, but Jericho is going over. I think he just goes over. I think it's not going to be until they actually have like maybe a setup for ROH on actual television where he loses the title because like you want to go into a TV deal with Claudio. No disrespect, but you actually want to go into. A TV deal with Chris Jericho as champion, just like they did with Dynamite. Do we even know if there's like interest in the TV deal at this point? Like, there's been uh, a lot of talk about it, right? It's talking about talking. I haven't heard any talk of any actual interest. Just like Tony Khan wants to have one. You yeah, know? listen, I'm sure Tony can make it happen somewhere. Like, if you're, I just have to assume if you're like Turner. I mean, you know, obviously we we work for the company in some way, but it's like if you have fucking. Like, hey, let's give us a ROH for, like, an hour or two on fucking Saturday night. Like, who cares? You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess maybe the... Do you think, like, Turner's not happy with the the performance of, like, Rampage, though? Like, I, maybe they're like, well, this is pretty bad. Do we really want to do another thing that's even lesser than that? You know what I mean? I, I hear you, but it's like... 
it's almost always like the WWE situation where it's like it's guaranteed people at least. Yeah, I mean, and so I don't know. And and Rampage like so often is in different time slots, and it is a, a bad time slot of 10 p.m. on a Friday. So, I mean, it's just you know it's a guaranteed thing where you can at least have people tuning in. I don't know. I just feel like if you're Tony, you can you can try to make some somewhere, whether it's TBS or TNT. I would think it would stay there, but regardless, like on a fucking Saturday night, let's get a show going. Right, you could tape tape it before fucking, you could tape it on Wednesdays before Dynamite. All I know is they gotta get the ROH stuff off of like I agree with that AW program because it it drags it down. Like, who the fuck like ROH essentially is a dead brand. Who the fuck cares about that on AW programming? They'd be like if WWE just like, oh yeah, we're gonna bring in the fucking NWA title, and have it all over our shows. Never worked before. And they did that in the past. Yeah, yep, never worked before. And it sucked. Um, yeah, I think I we talked about our, the Ring of Honor aspect of it. It's to me, it drags AEW down. It's not needed. Um, Big time. But yeah, I mean, listen, I'll watch the show. It's uh, I I actually would watch Ring of Honor Final Battle every year, so it's not gonna be new for me. Um, actually prefer that it's just on the same day as NXT. I'll just dedicate that day to it. <laughs> and it you gotta watch it for the Russies, man. That's what it is. There you go. Uh, speaking of. The final pay-per-view then of the year will be NXT Deadline. We got Braun Breaker versus Apollo Crews. I think that one's pretty obvious. Uh, obvious that Braun's going to win, but this yeah. should be a fucking pretty killer match. Yeah. These guys are just Apollo's athletic great. beasts. Looking forward oh, yeah. to it. Um, and then they have this new wacky idea, Mike. Mm-hmm. The Iron Survivor Challenge. Both matches, one for the women, one for the men, to determine uh, number one contender for the championships. Yeah, and so, so what are your thoughts? I don't think we really talked about no. this on air. Yeah, uh, what are your thoughts on the Iron Survivor Challenge yeah. gimmick I'll, match? I'll try to explain it a little bit too. So I think what it is is like, it's like a five on uh, a five person women's match, and then it's a five person men's match, and the winner gets a shot at the you know the women's championship and then the NXT championship, mm-hmm. and it's 25 minute matches, and whoever has the most points at the end wins. So it's like an Iron Man match in a certain sense. And I think you get certain points for, for pins, submissions, or you, and you get points taken away if you get pinned or submitted. And if you do get pinned or submitted, you get taken out of the match for, like, a 30 seconds or something like that, so you can't pick up points. Um, it's a lot of, like, moving parts. It's kind of like a scramble match, but with a little bit different rules. And we'll have to see how it plays out, because it sounds like it's a complicated thing in theory, but mm. it could we could watch the match and, you know... It goes very smoothly, so I, I'm. I think it's cool that they're trying something different because it's hard to have different shit in wrestling these days because mm-hmm. almost everything's been done. So hey, throw something out there, see what it is. It's if it's a cool gimmick, you could go back to it. If it's not, you don't have to do it ever again. Um, but I, you know, I think it'll be pretty cool, and it gives you a chance to use a lot of different people on pay-per-view as well. Certainly, that's always good. Yeah. Um, when when done right, uh, the Iron Survivor Challenge when. HBK laid this out a couple weeks ago. I was like, this is too convoluted. I think what you're describing for a 25-minute match is not enough time to where it really makes a lot of sense to have people coming in and out and getting a lot of points. Um, it's like if a 25-minute match, Mike, if you're one of the people who gets pinned or submitted in that time, like typically in an Ironman match, you might only have like one fall between two people in that amount of time. Yeah. And so I just feel like like we have we often I feel like nowadays have matches that go 
20, 25, 30 minutes, 40 minutes sometimes if it was like a big NXT match, right? So I just don't feel like it's even like a good look for some of these people who are, there's going to be moments where people are pinned and submitted. And I'm just like, I don't know if that's like the best idea for a 25 minute match between five people. That's why it seems like it's like essentially a little bit different version of a scramble match because mm-hmm. they used to do those and there would be a lot of pinfalls. Like they did the one scramble. Do you remember like they did a scramble match and like, Technically speaking, like, Brian Kendrick was, like, world champion for, like, a Mm -hmm. minute, but then he got pinned, so he wasn't anymore. Like, it wasn't, like, an official title reign, but he was, like, interim world champion until he got pinned, like, that type of thing. Like, there were a lot of falls in those types of matches, and, you know, I I think you can make it, when you have, like, five people and it's fucking, like, all-out chaos, I mean, I think you can make it work where there's, like, multiple pinfalls and stuff like that, so, I don't know, we'll have to see what it looks like i guess is yeah point, but those scramble matches wasn't it like within a time i didn't i wasn't watching at that time so Me i've never neither. seen i've only so, like kind of seen stuff yeah. after the fact it was a time limit though correct yes. yep so but was so wasn't it just whoever is the title holder at the within the time limit when once right so somebody time. would start as the champion mm-hmm. they would enter the match and like okay oh you pin the champion and then whoever pinned them is the interim champion and then right. like you'd have to try to pin the champion and then whoever gets the last pinfall or submission by the end of it was the champion right so that's a little different compared right, it's to not this exactly though what, what, what i'm saying is this you need points so you're <laughs> for the like you're probably gonna have like most people in this match are gonna have the same amount of points and you just need one point more at the end for just one like it's just i don't know it's just i feel like you're gonna have a lot of moments where it's just like bullshit pinfalls because you need to have people rack up points i guess is my concern and i yeah. think it's a bad look yeah. for a 25 minute match that's yeah, just that's I, just what i'm thinking having into this and like you said i'm sure it'll be fun a clusterfuck hey you never do it again fine but i don't know to me when they laid it out i was like you're not really selling me on watching this I'll watch that's it. just how I, watch it, I, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'll watch it. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, yeah, but that's just how I felt about uh, NXT. Yeah, like so, I said, I, I'm, I'm interested to see how they do it, and then mm-hmm. I don't know. They so, might, again, they might never do it again. It might. Suck, but. So they're announcing the competitors before, before we even. Sorry, after we record this episode, they'll yeah. announce the competitors. So we don't know who's in it yet. If you right. had to guess, not who's in it, but who you think will be number one contender at the end of NXT deadline. I think Nikita Lyons wins the women's one. Okay. Because they've been building her up, um, and you know she's kind of feuding with Zoe Stark, and you'll have that in that match and stuff. And <clears throat> I think they've eventually been trying to build to her to to maybe be the one that even takes down Mandy. Um, mm. The men's, I would say Carmelo Hayes. Uh, oh, okay. Because he's out of the North American Championship race now, which I think was the right move to have him lose the rematch because he's been there, done that. Um, I think it's time for him to go and try to get the NXT championship. I think him versus Braun Breaker is, like, the biggest match and feud you can do in NXT right now. And I would love to see them go to that. Makes sense. I was thinking maybe Dijak, but I would much prefer Carmelo Hayes. He looked pretty cool when he came back. Mm -hmm. So that would be interesting. Yeah. All right. Interesting cards. Well, one match on our Rage card. You got these (laughs) different gimmick matches. So at least something different to look forward to. Uh, We'll be tuning in December 10th. Because we have the Rusties the following Tuesday that we record, and those will be released um, during our vacation time at the end of December. Can't wait for the Rusties. I look forward to it every year. Um, I doubt any of these matches make my Rusties, but we shall see. Probably I will not. Hold out hope. Probably not. 
Um, but yeah, that'll do it for this week in the league because there was not much on AEW. Our champion wasn't even on the show. That's kind of bad. I was not a fan of that. But he's apparently was like, I don't know, whatever it was. He was on the show. They did the whole thing with Regal, and Regal's great. Everything else around it wasn't that great for me. So I'm excited for MJF to come back tomorrow night. I will be tuning in um, at some point to watch that because MJF has been awesome. So we're going to move on. BG. Are you ready? Not really. I said, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready, baby. Okay. Because we're going to reveal the final standings. For season 32 of Ringworth Radio Fantasy WWE, it ended at Survivor Series War Games. Uh, there was some doubt going in, although I will say at the end there was no doubt left of who was the champion. <laughs> it ended up being a blowout somehow. Uh-huh. Um, we'll start was at the bottom a... though, in, in 12th place, in last for the whole season, with negative 2.5, was last season's champion George Cruz. He deserves it. Yep, should have shown up, George. Just showing up. Last last month you gave him a great team. He didn't yep. deserve it. Now, yep. because he didn't even show up, you gave him the worst team, and he deserves that. Exactly. And 11th with five, BG. <sighs> he did show up. My guys just didn't fucking wrestle. They didn't. They didn't show up, man. They didn't come <laughs> to play. It's unfortunate. It's in, yeah. At least you, you know weren't what? last, huh? That's all I care about: positive points and not last. <laughs> Uh, in 10th with 30, Kyle Paulson. His plan of drafting it. everybody named Dakota or from the Dakotas. Got him 10th place. Not bad. <laughs> uh, in 9th with 35, Donald Wood. Good fucking. Talked a lot of shit and did shitty. Fitting. Also doesn't show up. Nope, doesn't show up. Uh, tie for 7th with 50, Alex Pandolfi and... Skeener. Respectable. Not bad. Not bad. I feel bad for Skeener. He's come very close on a few occasions to winning this, hmm. and it always just it goes by the wayside. Maybe yeah. one day. Uh, tie for fifth with 60, TJ McAloon and Stephanie Kordick. Wow. Good pairing. TJ didn't even deserve a top five. <laughs> the guy that decorates his tree should be in fifth. <laughs> Um, in fourth with 70, very respectable showing. It's Big Money Mike. <laughs> Congratulations. Thanks, man. Not bad. I was literally just, like, fucking never in the running, but I was just always yeah. kind of, like, hanging around the same area. Yeah. I don't know what it was about this season. It was weird. This season sucked. Yeah. Triple H, I don't know what he's doing. We have a tie for second with 115. Wow. George Sparaz and... Jim Del Chapo meeting the winner with 182.5. Holy shit. Reggie Gill. Wow. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm I'm looking at the standings. mm -hmm. Reggie would have won with only two people. (laughs) Uh, Solo and Mandy. Yeah. At 125 points combined. Jim had his chances, but, like, all his people who wrestled at Survivor Series lost. Like, I think he had Kevin Owens. He had maybe yeah, Seth. Oh, he had Finn Balor also. Finn, yep, just everybody he had lost. Wow. If those people would have won, then we would have been maybe having a different conversation. Crazy. Yep. So that's that That really is, like, you play the whole season, and then the mm-hmm. final pay-per-view can swing it. 
Yeah, you know all about that. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I think I also know about that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've won a lot of championships. You know, I can't there you go. worry about the ones I've lost. Yeah, it's like Tom Brady. Exactly. I mean, do you think he stays up at night thinking about Eli Manning and Nick Foles? No, he thinks about how he lost his family. <laughs> I don't think he thinks about any of that stuff. No, I don't think he thinks about that either. I don't think he gives a shit. <laughs> He's the man. Um, all right. Ready for email? Congrats, Reggie. Congrats, Reggie. Oh, yeah, good job, Reggie. You deserve it. Fuck Donnie for making fun of you for no reason. I think he's just projecting because he sucks. I agree. Reggie, you're awesome. Congratulations. I Let's get into these emails, Mike. Hyped. Let's do it. Get into something fun. Fuck fantasy. It's been a terrible fantasy year for me. Ringrustradio at yahoo.com. Send us emails. Uh, please. Matt Bowers a pain, did. He does often. Uh, and he sent mm-hmm. one subject uh, line of Pokemon. Hell yeah. The new game is amazing, Mike. Highly recommend yeah. it. I'm going to be buying it for somebody for Christmas and then playing it myself a lot of Damn the time. Damn right. That's so how good. you do it. I love it. Uh, hello, gentlemen. A few weeks ago, I used an example of Pikachu versus Carl Winslow to pick pop culture mm-hmm. matches you'd want to see. <laughs> that was very funny. I don't know why. It just yeah. popped me. <laughs> Got me thinking. If you could do a wrestling card of Pokemon versus any pop culture person, what would you do? Any type of matches. Looking forward to hearing your cards. Thanks, Matt Bowers. This was like so Great much... email, Matt. Yes. I spent a lot of time doing this So thing. did I. This was so much more <laughs> difficult than I thought. Yep. I ended up with an eight-match card. Like, I wanted okay. to do ten, well, but I'm I've... like, I don't know what the fuck else to do. I've more than doubled you. Oh I have a two-night extravagance. So you want me to go first? What, you got a 20-fucking-match card? I have 18 matches, Oh, my baby. God, okay. Two nights. I'm Tony... As I always say, I'm Tony Khan when I book these things. So if you want to go first, you want me to go first, whichever. But I had so much fun. Listen, my card makes up for Donnie not being here and not even participating okay. in general anyway. Okay. You can go first. You can go first. Okay. okay. Night one. We're going to work our way up. The opener, Rhydon versus Rhino from Spider-Man. Extreme Ooh. Rules match. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. I like it. All right, next up, Hitmonlee versus Leroy from The Last Dragon. Mike, <laughs> I don't know if you know about that movie, but it's fucking amazing. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Okay. Uh, next up, we have uh, Arcanine and Ninetales. Okay. Versus Cruella de Vil, a two-on-one Inferno match because wow. I fucking hate her so much. I think Ninetales is more like a fox, though. I understand that. But <laughs> when I looked it up, they were like, oh, I has some like canine okay. and fire." So I was like, "Okay." I was like, "Okay." Okay. I thought that was well. I looked it up and I saw an article. Um, next up, we have Coughing and Wheezing versus Cheech and Chong. Nice. Okay, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we have Machamp versus Goro from Mortal Kombat oh. in a Buried Alive match. Nice. They all have forearms. Yes. Um, next up, we got the, heavy, the super heavyweights, Mike. Snorlax versus E. Honda from Street Fighter. Hell yeah. I think I booked that before. <laughs> Hell on yeah. something. Love it. Um, next up, we have Alakazam. Versus Professor X. Yeah. Anything goes match. That's good. Thank you. Um, next up, we have a tornado tag match. It's Charmander, Squirtle, and Bulbasaur. The OGs, right? Starters. The best ones. Yeah. The starters. Against Pyro from X-Men series, yeah. Hydro-Man from Spider-Man, and Black Tom Cassidy from Marvel, also the X-Men series. He can control plants and stuff like that. There you go. So is everyone lined up Could have chosen Poison together? Ivy. 
I thought about that, but I was like, well, it's Marvel and DC, yeah, so let me see if I can find the Marvel. But I, I literally wrote her down. I was like, wait, let me see. Let me do some research here. Again, spent a lot of time on this. Uh, the <laughs> for, main event. For some reason, I fucking loved Pyro as a kid, by the way. like I, I did, too. He so was much. always the first... Uh, he was always the first big bad guy in the X-Men video game. Yes, so good. Yep. Um, and then the main event for night one, you got to have the staple, Pikachu, right? You, yep. uh, against Raiden from Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah. Fucking lightning. Like, crazy. Yep. All right. I like All right. It. Thank you. We're on night two. First match, we have a little little spectacle off-site. Gyarados versus the Loch Ness Monster. Oh, shit, the Loch Ness Monster. I was not yep. expecting him Making to Making an appearance. Okay. All right, next up, we have a Hell in a Cell match. This is Mr. Mime versus Lara Croft. And she's just going to fuck him up because <laughs> he's like a fucking pervert. <laughs> I was trying to think of who I wanted Mr. Mime to face, and I couldn't yep. think of anything, so I left him go. off. Yep. Uh, next up, I don't know what type of match this is going to be. I, I will tell you. I thought of, I'll tell you what I thought of afterwards. Uh, Lick a Tongue versus Gene Simmons. I have that! Hell yeah. I swear to God. Look at Tommy versus Gene Simmons. Hell yeah. Um, I debated a quote-unquote tongue match or a <laughs> tongue strap match where their tongues oh, would be yeah. like, like linked together. You tie their tongues together. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then I just was like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to leave it up to the imagination. <laughs> um, I can't believe I thought that for sure nobody would ever have that. <laughs> there we go, man. 79%, baby. <laughs> um, next up, we have Gengar versus Freddy Krueger. In the House of Horrors match. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Thank you. Um, next up, this was a late edition because I didn't want to have an, an unbalanced night of cards. So we added Meowth versus Brian from Family Guy. Okay. They're both, nice. they, you they know, they both talk. talk. Yep. See? We're on the same page. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we have Hitmonchan versus Adonis Creed from Creed okay. in obviously a last man standing match. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> next up, we have Tauros versus Simba. From Lion King. <laughs> no, I hope Simba gets away. <laughs> I debated Mufasa, but I was like, you know what, Simba. That's too on brand, on. yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> next up, we have Ditto versus the Joker in a Firefly Funhouse match because Joker likes to fuck with people, mm-hmm. and Ditto can turn into anything he fucking wants, basically. So it's like, go fuck with the Joker, and we're gonna see if you can fuck with each other more. That's true. If it was uh, anybody and not just pop culture people, it could be Ditto versus Donald Wood because he tries to copy everybody. That's true. Like you know, could have been like Mystique, but I was like, nah, I want the Joker on here. Gotta have some of the staples of the legendary villains. Uh, And then your main event is Mewtwo versus Darth Vader. Nice. I like it. I like it. Thank you. That's some good shit. I watched those cards. Thank you. Appreciate that. All right. Here's my eight match card. Only one night. Hell trying yeah. to get people out by before midnight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first match, Golbat versus Batman. Nice. I, I, I just want to Gotham City Street um, fight. That's awesome. I love that. I debated Golbat versus Morbius. Morbius is from, from uh, Spider Man. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. So I really like that you had the type of like the bat versus bat. Yeah. I appreciate that, especially getting Batman on there. That's great. Then I got two more things that fly. <laughs> Charizard versus Goliath from Gargoyles. Hell yeah. That's a great one. Man, Gargoyles, underappreciated, I feel like. I know. I fucking loved Gargoyles as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Snorlax versus Fat Bastard from Austin Powers. Nice. <laughs> That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lickitung versus Gene Simmons. There it is. <laughs> Can't believe we both have that. <laughs> Mewtwo versus Magneto. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, plant fucking with people's minds. That's great. Uh, got a last man standing tag team match. Hitman Lee and Hitman Chan versus Bruce mm-hmm. Lee and Jackie Chan. Fucking love it. Who they're uh, named after. That's awesome. Has there ever been a tag team last man standing match? I don't think so. There should be. Yeah, there definitely should be. <laughs> I, I'm glad that you had the first. Yeah. And that's a great fucking matchup. Then I got a fucking fight to the death. Mm-hmm. Machamp versus the Incredible Hulk. Nice. Love it. And the main event. It's War Games. <laughs> okay. It's Squirtle, War Turtle, Blastoise, and Torterra, who's apparently a newer Pokemon that's a turtle, because I need another turtle. <laughs> Against the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mikey, oh Johnny, my Leo, and Oh, my God. I think I have to root for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, as much as I love Squirtle. I know. I would, too. They'd be, it'd be tough to bring down Blastoise, though. Yeah, that's a tough one. I'm sure Donnie would like, uh, not Don, Donnie Wood, but Donatello mm-hmm. would create something. That's true. Yeah, he's like the opposite of Donald Wood. He's smart. Yeah, exactly. He's smart. He's cool. Yeah. Loves pizza. Yeah. No, that's the same. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that main event. Man, that's a um, stack card. I like it. It was very fun. It was very, it was very I, fun. I like doing those. I love these things. Donnie does not. That's why he didn't even bother to show no, up. He's, I mean, he doesn't even fucking know 10 Pokemon, probably. Yeah, you're probably right. Yep. Donnie sucks, man. I agree. Every, it's like every week, just find something else I just don't like about him. I'm glad I have this opportunity as a safe space to just fucking shit on him when he's not here. <laughs> I love talking behind his back, too. Yeah. I'll talk. I'll say it to his face. Yeah, me um, too, but it's more fun when he, I don't have to hear him. Of course. And talking about talking, next email... Comes from Leon C.K., Jim Del Chapo, and Clint Williams. This is Survivor Series War Games Smart Say. You thought we yeah. forgot? You fucking forget. Nope. People definitely thought we forgot. They probably did. Uh, Donnie's usually the one that these and curates these and makes it into a Smart Say, but you had the idea is if we got some, let's put it into an email. And yeah. so Leon and Jim and Clint sent some good ones, so I was like, all right, we got plenty for an email. Let's do it. Let's fucking get into it. All right. You want me to start? Sure. All right. Number one. They are the best. Rangs. <laughs> Solo and Sammy. Oh, where do you use Rangs. Where do you use those? Uh, he, has, he lost all respect for the ISIS. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's an, a legendary smart comment, by the way. <laughs> Uh, not the one we just read, but no, the, the ISIS, ISIS one. Uh, all right, number two. Solo is super um, heart eye emoji. <laughs> Sammy is stellar star eye emoji. <laughs> the Usos are, spelled the letter R, undisputed bashful face. That's a bashful face emoji. I guess, yeah, it's kind yes. of like, shucks. <laughs> well, yeah. And the man. My tribal chief is hashtag the head of the table, hashtag the goat, goat emoji, heart emoji. I love you, bloodline, heart emoji, huggy emoji. I guess that's what that <laughs> yep, one is. Hashtag we the ones, 
one finger emoji, heart emoji. Kind of like purple yep. inside out. Purple and Unbelievable. Uh, the Bloodline defeats Team Sheamus, featuring Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, the Brawling Brutes, Butch and Rich Holland, and Kevin Owens, and the Survivor Series 2022 hashtag War Games black heart emoji. I appreciate that they gave us the, the finish. That was good. <laughs> wonder where they even fucking found this. Is that more than 240 characters? No oh. idea. That, that seems like maybe Instagram one. Yeah, uh, number three. How thick was Theory looking at Survivor Series? Talk about cakes! Mmm, yummy! Nice, that's a good pick. That's a good comment. Nice. Awesome Theory, man. Great body. Oh, for sure. No doubt. Uh, number four. WWE looks like a playground for five-year-olds. Don't waste your money buying the pay-per-views. Read about everything on the internet for free. So it's, for $5. it's for five-year-olds, <laughs> but make sure you read about it. <laughs> it's unbelievable hashtag war games with some great stuff owens and zany are killed the next few months whoa what does that mean i don't know what that means are kill the will they be killed will they be doing the killing what are owens and zany gonna do <laughs> fucking zany <laughs> these are zany thoughts <laughs> Uh, them Lexi cheeks looking real good tonight at Survivor Series. Oh, yikes. Yeah. Could have been any number of perverts <laughs> that listen to the show that posted that. That's true. Uh, <laughs> number seven. This is not WWE anymore. I think this is RRE, Roman <laughs> Reigns Entertainment. Worst WWE till Roman Reigns champion and other wrestlers should leave WWE forever. 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 <laughs> Roman Reigns Entertainment sounds incredible to me. That's though. amazing. Let's do it. I basically get that on SmackDown. Not enough, though. No. Uh, Banana Nose is about to back a dump truck of money up to Sasha's house and beg her to come back. Banana Nose. Banana Nose. I never heard that one about Triple H. <laughs> Not it's nice. It's wild. Not nice at all. No. Wow. Shocked base emoji. How Theory won the hashtag US title on hashtag Survivor Series. I'm tight. Crying face emoji three times. <laughs> See, when I hear I'm tight now, I just think of Donnie saying like, oh, I'm fucking tight in the pants now. <laughs> As opposed to being like pissed off. Yeah. Keep it tight. Well, shiitake. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for ruining it for those of us just getting to watch it right now. Hand over my face emoji. Shrug emoji. Just kidding. No worries. I don't care that much. Silly scripted beatdowns. It sounds like they do care a lot, actually. Yeah, they totally care. About the no one wants to be spoiled. No. Uh, number 11. Theroy Weiner. I think that's you know my problem with this. Winner. Yeah, you know what my problem with this is, Mike. Not the um, typos. Mm-hmm. You know, it happens. Yeah. It's more that the person just thought tweeting this or whatever or posting this somewhere, theory winner, was enough of a comment to make and post. Yeah, that's you my know problem. one of my one of my least favorite things on Twitter is like when I'm like, okay, I'm going through shit and like people are just like live tweeting like, this person 
pin the other person. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. why yeah, Why the uh, fuck do I care? Why do I have to come on Twitter to see that? Like, Meltz does that. I'll tell you what's even worse. When during, like, NFL Sunday you go on, and, like, a beat reporter is just like, oh, they got the first down. Yeah, it's like. Oh, they didn't get the first down. Ran for like, three yards. Yeah. It's like, okay. It's like, what the fuck? Why? <laughs> what is the point? Anyways, next up, Vince is naked and waiting for his boy toy. Oh, baby. Is this about Shawn Michaels? I have no idea what this is Is it about, about Austin Theory? Is it about Roman Reigns? Oh, maybe it is about Austin Theory. Hmm. There's a lot, of, a lot of boy toys out there he could have, you know, wanted. Yeah. I hope he gets whoever it is he's looking for. I hope he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Number 13. Seems like every pay-per-view gets worse and worse. Make it interesting. Have returns or something exciting happen. I felt like I was watching a normal Raw episode. Oh, I, a normal Raw. Ah, yeah. All those episodes of Raw with War Games matches on them. I mean, Becky Lynch did come back. but Anyways. <laughs> yeah, have some returns or something. <laughs> we do. I've all fucking every week. Unbelievable. This fucking paper view. <laughs> I can't believe yeah. the people that I think that actually think that that's how it's spelled. They definitely think. They definitely do. Paper view. Yeah. Donnie probably thinks like that. Yeah, he probably does. Yeah, yeah, like a lot of WWE thing, bastardized ear games need roof and only should be submit or surrender. Ear games! <laughs> <laughs> Isn't submitting basically surrender? Uh, yeah, but that's what they used to say in WCW. Is oh. Submit or surrender is eh. how you would win. It's another dumb WCW. Also, it does not need a roof. Why would nope. it need a roof? For what, po- what purpose? Nope. On we're 15. Didn't have to watch it. Already knew who would win. So predictable. Bloodline won't loose. Rahonda won't loose. <laughs> Bring back Becky. So she won't loose. Austin? Yep. Had to have him win again. The AJ match was the only one that I wasn't sure of. <laughs> I was sure of that one. That AJ yeah, I was very sure of that. Yeah. Fucking Rahonda. She never loses. <laughs> People are crazy, man. Yep. So predictable. <laughs> uh, now on Monday night, Raw Bliss Trun on Baninka <laughs> for the title. They will have a little feud. Oh, sorry, a little feud. Feud. <laughs> feud. Wait, wait. He comes. Bailey hold the phone. Becky comes out. A big fight. Three weeks. Monday. A title match for next PPE. Baninka versus versus Bliss. That'll be a good one. Yeah. She's going to tron on her soon. Baninka. They're going to have a little few (laughs) ad. Baninka. (laughs) Baninka. Uh, That's it. Or Baninka. I I enjoyed that. There's some good ones in there. What was your favorite? Hmm. Hmm. Good question. Do you got one? I got to decide. Yeah, it's a little perverted one. Um, how thick was Theory looking at Survivor Series? Talk about cakes. Mmm, yummy. Mmm, yummy. <laughs> I kind of want to read the last one myself, actually. Go for it. Now on Monday Night Raw, Bliss Trun on Beninka for the title. They will have a little few ed. Wait, wait. He comes Bailey. Hold the phone. Becky comes out. A big fight three weeks. Monday, a title match. Your next PPV. <laughs> oh, smart say, never disappoints. Never change. Never, never change. change. Uh, well, BG, that's it. 
We're done for the week. We accomplished the goal. We put on a show without Donald Wood, and I quit. Oh, yeah. it. Fucking love it. I hate when Donnie's here. I love him when he's not. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun discussing WWE with you. Yes. Uh, talking about Survivor Series War Games. Talking about the lies of the dirt sheets. Mm. Just uh, you know, a couple boys hanging out, having a beer. <laughs> it was very fun. I hope everybody that was listening enjoyed it as well. I'm sorry that we didn't yell at each other like Donald Wood tries to do all the time. But uh, as far as I know, he will be back next week. So um, we apologize for that. But thank you so much for listening. As always, uh, BG, you got any thoughts on a song? I doubt he'll play it, but just in case. Yeah, we're past Thanksgiving. Christmas? It's the Christmas song. Christmas song, Seamus. The red-haired wrestler, one of the greatest songs ever written. Hopefully it will be played after this. But, uh, guys, again, thank you so much for listening. And uh, we'll be back here, and we will see you next week. You know Snitsky and Mordecai and Vader and Seven, Vampiro and Gangrel and Daphne and Crimson. But do you recall the palace wrestler of all? Seamus the red-haired wrestler had some very milky skin. And if you ever saw him, you would think he lacks melanin. All of the other wrestlers used to laugh and call him mayonnaise they always made poor Seamus dance around with Brodus Clay then one time on Monday night Vinny came to say fala with your skin so white won't you bro kick the show tonight then all the wrestlers loved him Actually, they're called superstars. Seamus, the red-haired wrestler. You kick pictures, giant arse. Then one time on Monday night, Vinny came to say, Fala with your skin so white, Won't you bro kick the show tonight? Then all the wrestlers loved him. Actually, they're called superstars. Seamus, the red-haired wrestler. You kick Big Show's giant Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. 
Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.